This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Look who's here. Wait, do we have music to play? Yes, do we, we do should. We? Yeah, 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 scoot yeah, that yeah. up there. Here we go. This is the old theme, right? I believe it is, yeah. <laughs> All right, she's in town for the Philadelphia Home and Garden Show. Paige Davis Yay. is here. Hi, Paige. Hi. Welcome back. Thank you. Pop those headphones on. How you doing? I'm, a, I'm great. How are you? <laughs> you were trying to figure out what word you were going to go with, either yeah. crappy or great. Nah. Great one, right? Why would I be crappy? Exactly. You, you seem like you stumbled there for a second. No. Uh, okay. So, do you remember us at all? I do. Okay. okay. All right. Just checking. And Listen. you still came. That's awesome. Yeah. So He's still laughing about your kitchen. <laughs> Listen, to bring those up to speed, years and years ago uh, on Trading Spaces, uh, my wife and I got to participate in the show. And we swapped, uh, uh, you know, rooms with our neighbors and did each other's rooms up. And uh, Paige and company came and we did the show and we had a blast. We even did our radio show live for my neighbor, BJ, and Sue's yeah. backyard. That's actually what I remember the most. Yes. Yeah. That's what I remember the most. I couldn't really remember... The kitchen, and what was the room that you worked on? We worked on their living room. With who? But listen, you did so with many who? shows. So we worked with Lori. Oh, yeah. And, and Hildy destroyed our kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Why do you think she destroyed your kitchen? All right, all right so let me, let me jump in here for a second. <laughs> and I know for a fact that you you get asked this a lot. Hildy is a very avant-garde. Uh, and for people who don't remember the show, they would switch the rooms. I think there was a $1,000 budget. That's correct. And and so... You uh, had to do it in two days. Two days. Yeah. Very creative. So and creativity. You, not, you had no idea what was happening in your own room while you were working on your neighbor's room. Right. And uh, didn't see it. And it was... And everyone was addicted to the show, and that was the conceit, and it's an awesome conceit. So, uh, but Hildy, uh, <laughs> she did a thing with mirrors <laughs> that basically turned your um, your your splashes in your kitchen into a shrapnel collection. Yeah, so she she broke these well, mirrors and she made a, a mosaic out of the mirror as a backsplash. Did she not use? Mortar, uh, but I mean, not enough. How is that not different enough. than glass tile? Not enough because it, it, it was it was really sharp. <laughs> Edges were exposed. That wasn't and... executed correctly, so I would blame that on your friends. Right. Oh, <laughs> nice. See, that's good. I Listen, I was I was happy with it at the time when when we did the reveal. I, I thought it was cool. It was very. Tell me, it, remind me a little bit more about it. Was it okay. the orange kitchen? No, did no. Did she spray paint your appliances? She yes. did. She spray yes. painted our appliances black, though. Yes. She spray painted our refrigerator yes. black. It was almost I like remember... an it was like an S and M kitchen almost. Yeah. No. <laughs> Stars and garters. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, and we had to go to the store to get automobile paint because she tried to use regular paint. Yeah. Because oh. didn't she spray paint your oven also? And we are like, Hildy, that, that, that's going to heat up and peel off. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm not sure. But some of the paint cut inside the refrigerator as well, which was kind of funky. I just yeah, remember the shards, and shards of glass everywhere, all over the walls. I mean, yeah. like, And I watched the show and I just... There, even watching it, I could sense a disappointment. <laughs> no, they did like it. Out of the gate, it yeah. was cool. Well, where yeah. it became an issue was when you attempted to, to sell yeah. the house. Oh, that's right. And yeah. that was that was a problem. Well, <laughs> that was the great thing about that show is, is you know, I watched a lot of uh, home improvement shows and, and, you know, there's an unlimited budget or whatever. But that particular show, you didn't know what sort of reaction you were going to get from the families. And it was, and it was know, priceless. Real, yeah. And, and you, you handle it, Paige, as the host, you handle it very well. And you Thank would... Uh, you. Uh, <laughs> you would help mitigate disappointment sometimes. Sometimes it was completely obvious that someone was just completely destroyed over, over what was done. But I think the fact that you had a limited budget, 
it lent itself to creativity where people at home could be prompted to say, well, I could probably do something similar. And that was the whole gist of it. Absolutely. I mean, we started with Catalyst for an entire new genre of television uh, in terms of this wave of uh, design television. And we were also really the first show to put tools in the homeowner's hands. Yeah, yeah. So I think seeing, you know, a Preston, you know, just someone you can relate to, Really using the tools or, you know, or Sue Smith, you know, it was always like pretty great. We usually would do the reverse stereotype. We'd put the woman in carpentry world. We'd make the man sew. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, which, you know, yes, that's very cliche, but it was also, it was important because it broke down those barriers and it made people who were watching think, oh, I could do this. And because it was a limited budget and a short time frame, that was another thing that helped people wrap their minds around. And I think the reason that Hildy did such incredibly avant-garde things was to push people. It's not like she thought people were going to, like, put hay on the walls. <laughs> which which she did. Of, first of all, she yeah. would never want you to copy her. She's never copied herself or anybody else. Right. And she wouldn't want you to do what she did. But it, it just makes you go, oh, maybe I'll paint my walls, like, orange or red or a bright blue instead of beige or sage. Right. Or, right? It just makes you... Think bigger and bolder. Yes, and I, I thought the appeal of the show was the fact that it was $1,000 and that you can cut corners and, and do some pretty inexpensive stuff and make it look cool if you don't have much money, you know? With creativity yeah. and and uh, really thinking outside the box. Like, they tried to create rooms that would potentially look like an architectural digest room, but for less. Well, right. he, so Bob Vila was like the first I can remember starting right, this. He's and, an and, expert, And right? then he yeah. went into it, but then you guys came in and it exploded. It became such an addiction for so many people. And you had your, all the designers, and I, I remember people would... Uh, I hope I get. I hope I get Vern. Or like, everybody it, wanted Vern. Vern, yes. Vern had. Uh, Please don't give me Hildy. <laughs> yeah, but and, still. and so and in the interview process, I said that over and over again. Yeah. Just don't give us Hildy, which was stupid. Well, first because of all, that's of course, one. That's one want... myth I will break right now. She was set to do that time frame in the calendar, probably long really? before you were all even right. interviewed. That everybody thinks that it's some Machiavellian plan that we yeah. do this to the homeowners, and it's just frankly not. It's a jigsaw puzzle of when the designers are available and their own schedules and and everything else. So they agree to certain dates on a calendar before. Well, there's you have a multitude. These are people who also work as as full time designers, and this is right. so. So in addition to doing the, the the series, which you know was provided some money, it wasn't their their full bread basket. So they had to do their other things. So you have the same group except for, um, I think Amy Wynn is not not part of it. She's not returning to this reboot, but she is part of the reunion, which is really exciting. There was a big reunion special, and Amy Wynn was there for that, and it was it was awesome to yeah. all be together again. You know, it's was it's rare that we can all be together as one big group because you know it was two designers and a carpenter, right? Yeah, yeah. So I would I would see all of them over time, but it was very rare when we could all be together as one big family. So this is it's coming back with this group with the, the majority of the people returning, and I yeah. was really surprised to see Ty Pennington come back. I mean, Ty went off on his own, had a great success with Extreme Home Makeover, sure, of course, and looked like he was you know creating this whole other empire all on his own, but he's coming back to the roots of it all, which is I, really cool. I think that is really a testament to how much we really love this show and how connected we are. We really feel like brothers and sisters. We are um, very indebted to the success of the show. And I mean, I think it's a testament that we all came back. 
Yeah, I mean, all it, wanted to come back, and yeah. it's been. It was literally like we hadn't even stopped. It was like, has it been ten years or has it been ten? It's, it's it's so it, yeah it, it, it's yeah. crazy when you stop I think so the, so the show uh, all right you became the host in 2001 correct correct there was a host before me. a host before you and, and then but you you're always described as bubbly and uh, buoyant and the whole I thing but prefer effervescent, <laughs> effervescent. But, yes. but the truth of the matter is is that you I think you work the best with the people uh you know in 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 how you can read the the people the homeowners uh, in, a, in a good way that makes it, I think, much more compelling viewing. I do have, I consider myself very empathetic. <laughs> so you <laughs> so feel I, their I mean, pain. Maybe that part of me kicks in a little bit more. But I also feel their joy. I mean, and there's the a lot of joy. experiences I've ever had have been, this is going to sound really funny, but... Some of the best times I've ever had in a reveal of trading spaces has been when I've been like elbowed in the nose or knocked into a wall or because they're so excited. They're just jumping up and down with a ferocity of adrenaline yeah. that will literally knock me into a wall or knock me to the floor or hit me in the face. And it hurts. It smarts in the moment, but it's so joyous to see them just literally lose their mind and lose control. I, I like that. The the that you know you you were kind of the, uh, the the flashpoint for spawning all these the, D, the DIY network and the, and the, you know the uh, yeah we created HGTV all, HGT- we created entire new right. networks even yeah. but we are on TLC Woo! yeah TLC, TLC is where it started <laughs> I'm glad you have not that you're being brought back because there's first off there's a whole wave of nostalgia going on which shows Absolutely. that we're very popular coming back. But the fact that you're getting your due now at a time when this is the big, it's even bigger than it ever was, yeah. is very cool. And you're going to be at the uh, the uh, home show. Uh, yeah. yeah, and just talking all things trading spaces, all like my thoughts behind the scenes, everything that's coming up with the reboot. That's when the reunion show will air. Nice. And it's going to be amazing. That's very cool. <laughs> Steve and I uh, suffer from the same thing, which is we love and hate the home show because you go to it and it's fascinating and you see all the things that you don't have. You know, and you, and you walk around and it's it's so cool because you then aspire to do some of these projects and think that you can improve your home. But then you look at these other high end stuff and you're like, yeah, I'm never going to have that. You know, well, but that's the other thing that's oh, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 you. no, I'm good. sorry, Nick. No, but good. I think that's what's so great about trading spaces. And it always was. I mean, fantasy home television is the bomb diggity. And yeah. I love watching it just as much as anybody else. But it's like you think, oh, well, that's great for them. But how will I ever afford that? And what I love about Trading Spaces is it's so aspirational in terms of its design ideas, yeah, yeah. but it's very attainable in terms of how it's actually accomplished. For one thing, it's only one room, right, which yeah. helps. And the budget has been raised. It's not $1,000 anymore. It's $2,000 per room to <laughs> account for inflation. Yeah. Right, right, right. You need to do that. 20 years since that budget was set. <laughs> so um, it's, it's important, and we want the rooms to be a little more elevated and, and to be a little higher quality. But it's still a relatively attainable amount that somebody can wrap their heads around. Maybe they can't do everything in that room, but they can do something. And, you know, with the pop-up of Lowe's everywhere, I mean, after Trading Spaces came on the air, this whole DIY movement happened in America. You know, exactly what we were saying, like tools in the homeowner's hands and attainable, affordable ideas. And Do you know what it also helped feed into? And it's something that that has become, and I've tried it. I, I Listen, I'm horrible at this stuff, but I'll sit down and I'll put on a YouTube video on how to hang up a picture or something, and I'll I'll take a shot at it. You know, I'll tell you uh, who hates it is uh, general contractors, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now everybody's an expert. Well, well, yeah. well that's been something different going into the homes now with the reboot. Yeah, 
the viewing audience in general, because of the burst of all these design shows and the, their popularity, the viewing audience and our participating homeowners, who we call hoes, <laughs> H-H-O, homeowner. Homeowners, uh, yeah. Come over here, ho. Yeah. Uh, they're also educated now. You know, it used to be that... Um, Everyone thought interior design was only for the elite. Right. Right. You had to be really rich or people like pictured sort of an Upper East Side Manhattan socialite who would have an interior designer. And I think with this burst of home shows, everyone realized like, no, actually, we can have um, inspiration in our own home. We can make our home be individual to us. We can actually take the time and whatever money we have to make it special because that's where we spend our time and it's really important. And people are finding like actual pictures and copying it and going yeah, to sure. home goods and being, you know, and finding uh, things that are similar and just taking that as a whole and doing their room. Here's the thing though, from my perspective as somebody who was on the show and participated in this, uh, don't try to do this in two days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was freaking exhausting. Yeah, it, it, was, it's very, it was a lot of work. It's probably the biggest advice I ever give, and because I'm not a designer. I'm a Broadway gypsy. I'm a yeah. dancer. Yeah. My background is theater. Yeah. But the biggest advice I give in terms of de- decorating and design is to take your time. Yeah. But also the execution of it. Take your time. Divide it up over a couple of weekends if you can. Yeah, and but walk away nothing, from it. There's yep. nothing more... Um, bland or flat than yeah. just buying the matched set somewhere. Yeah. Right? Your home should represent your journey, your history, your life, your character, and it can only represent that if you've acquired these things over time. But Nick, I'm so sorry. Do you always get cut off by these guys? <laughs> All the time. Yeah. I did it to you. I feel like no. I should have been the person to come in and just let Nick shine. It's awfully sweet of you to say, Paige. Um, and yes, every day. Yeah. <laughs> if you are just tuning in, it's Paige Davis. Uh, Trading Spaces is is, uh, is is being rebooted, uh, but with the original cast, which is fantastic. You know what? There's actually a spinoff uh, from the episode that I was in while... I, we were filming. The, one of the first guys I met on the production team oh, yeah. was Jeff Devlin. Oh, wow. Yeah, who now has the show Stonehouse Revival. He's a local guy. He was, like, operating a boom camera uh, on the first day, and now he's got his own home improvement show. He's great. I mean, the behind-the-scenes <laughs> That's the scenes so awesome. They're going on to do stuff. Because uh, a lot of people don't may not remember that Banyan Productions was a Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, entity, and they did a whole lot of shows. They did they did tons of shows. They did um, a lot. Is of this still TLC. Banyan, or I don't even know if Banyan's still around. Banyan is still around, okay. but no, it's not Banyan Productions this time, and it has not, it's no uh, opinion on them yeah. that, that mm-hmm. they weren't chosen. Um, this was brought back. It had very much to do with um, trading spaces being under the Endemol umbrella. Okay, yeah, no Endemol. No so changing rooms is, was actually the what we were spun off from from Great Britain. It's under the Endemol umbrella. So part of this reboot was, you know, the licensing Endemol wanted it to be an Endemol production company this time. And so it was a... To complete the ownership and have full yeah. reign over yeah, the creative yeah, yeah. aspects. So it's authentic productions, authentic right. entertainment out of L.A. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and they're great. They're really awesome. I was such a geek for the show. We were we were in our 20s at the time. Yeah. Or no, was I in my 20s? You were uh, early, early 30s. 30s. Freshly 30. 30. Early, freshly 30. And freshly yeah, 30. I was 30. about to say you're dead to me. First, <laughs> <laughs> first homeowners, you know, this is our first, first house. And uh-huh. so we were really, really in the same. And this was 
appointment television. Trading Spaces was appointment television. Saturday night, by the we, way. We you normally be going out. If you were in your 20s, I was going to be like, you, you didn't held up well. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, but we, but we in knew, your 30s, that makes more sense. We knew everybody on the show, so let me go through a few of the cast members. So, uh, um, obviously, Hildy and Lori, they're back. Yeah. Lori is the, the redhead southern gal, and yeah. uh, Hildy was the avant garde decorator. And then you had Frank, who was the older guy, yeah. and he, he did a lot of country stuff in his uh, presentation. Yeah. Is Frank in as yeah, well? Yeah, Frank is back. Vern, yep. Everybody wanted him to, <laughs> to because uh, he, he just had a great style about him. In fact, Vern came here a couple of years ago. Yeah. Fascinating interview with him. He great was stuff. Super yep. nice guy. Uh, who else? Who, who Do you guys remember yeah, any others? Doug, uh, oh, Doug. So Doug, uh, yeah. obviously Carter, Frank, uh, Genevieve, uh, Vern, Heidi. Genevieve, I had a crazy crush on. I, and I have a crush on Genevieve. <laughs> Stunningly gorgeous and, she's and talented. A, and so funny and so... Um, She's oh gosh, I love her eye. I love how she sees things. She's really an artist from the inside out. Fun, and two fun, fun fact about her. Hang on a second. Yeah. Fun fact about Genevieve. Did you guys know that she created the bottle for Tanqueray Ten? The really? Gin? No. no. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Crazy fact. Is yeah. She so designed it. Yeah. She designed it. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty wild. She worked as a graphic designer. I mean, here's another fun fact about our original cast. Of the the six original designers, I believe it is only Laurie who officially went to. Well, this actually makes us sound bad. <laughs> the only one who knows what they're doing. Interior design uh, school, okay. went specifically to study and get a degree in interior design. Everyone else came from different design backgrounds. Vern came from an architecture background. Yep. Uh, Frank came from an artist background. Uh, Genevieve from a graphic designer background. Doug was, um, he really was an actor originally yeah. and was doing theater and was kind of making a living in New York, um, helping very famous artists with um, faux finishing on walls. And that's where he, he would do all that incredible wax finishing on the walls and furniture and things like that. That's mm. how we learned that. Mm. Um, let's see, who am I leaving out? Well, you, you, yeah. you have two new people. You have Sabrina Soto and Kahi Lee. Is that her name? Kahi Lee. Yes. She's a, well, she's a great designer out in Los Angeles and she rose to the occasion with the budget like a woo. Like yeah, a really? Ninja. Oh wow, yeah. I mean, that's Amazing. the goal. If you can, you you can you want to nail as close to two grand as you can without going without over. going over. Like the yeah, price yeah. is right. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> and yes, yeah, Sabrina Soto is back. A lot of people know her from HGTV. Also, John Gidding. A lot of ladies across America. He's a looker, right? On. Oh yeah. yeah, and smart. Damn, wicked smart. <laughs> yeah, so smart. Uh, so, yeah, John, Sabrina, Kahi are our three new faces as designers. And then there's Brett Tudor and Joni Sprague have joined forces as two new carpenters. This is okay. very cool. And Carter's on board as yeah, well? Yeah, All right. yeah, yeah. Carter's great. He was he was still kind of new when, when uh, he came on board to do uh, our house. He was super nice. He had a yeah, crush on not, Kathy. He's yeah. not. Well, yeah, he who wouldn't? <laughs> and who wouldn't have a crush on Carter? Oh, my God. I mean, right? he's not Stupid necessarily technically a legacy carpenter. <laughs> But I mean, who doesn't want him to be on our, so our you, cast? <laughs> you're hustling, right? You're you're the one who's in every single episode. Everybody else is uh, interchangeable. So you're the one who's really busting your ass the the entire season. Yes, Casey, you are my best friend. <laughs> right? That is true. And when the show was, you know, very very popular, the landscape of cable was very very different. Mm-hmm. You know, seasons of television shows now are significantly less in quantity than they used to be. Yes, we shot seventy five episodes a season. That's oh insane. My. I never. That's insane. Ever ever stopped. It was hard. You, and by the way, so you were hard. working when you, you you would not just be walking around and, and say what what are you doing? You would jump in and help with the work. Of course, yeah. anytime I could. You did seem tired. 
working together. And when the camera wasn't on, and, and I totally got it because you got to put on the smile, and, you know, you got to do it with the camera. But but you looked like you were working your ass. Well, off. and you were later on in our yeah. run too. So yeah, if, the thrill was gone at that if point. If I for remember, you, sure. I was also um, writing my book at that time. Oh, okay. And page uh, by page. Page by page. Nice, Andy Murray research, yeah. And uh, so, and and doing the book tour. So even when we did have certain days that were off, which were few and far between, they were soaked up immediately with other things that I was doing, trying to make money, honestly, because you don't make money on a cable show. (laughs) No, you do not. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, when, when is the show debuting? April seventh. Okay. Is that the first? Is that the reunion episode that airs first? I believe so. Okay. I hope TLC isn't mad at me for this and i don't but i'm pretty sure the reunion is going to air right before the first episode i think it's going to be uh first off it'll be a nostalgic hit for everyone who loved the show as we all did and, and then uh, i don't i still don't think there's anything quite like it um you know with the the limited budget and uh you know everyone getting in and rolling up their sleeves on tv right now i really hope that a new generation will fall in love with it the same way the previous Generation. I mean, it's only been 10 years. Yeah, yeah. So we've got a lot of, you know, high schoolers and college kids who watch the show who now have their own kids, and I can't wait for them to introduce it. And I want people, oh, God, you're so sweet, Casey. He's raising his <laughs> hand like he's in elementary school. They're so, can I just say they're so respectful to each other here. I mean, I made the joke about Nick, but they're all, they like raise their hand to talk so they we don't try. interrupt each other, and it's so sweet. <laughs> Yet we managed to interrupt yeah. each other. And, and, and I still interrupted even just by raising my hand. She stopped what she was saying, but I, I, I want to say um like two thousand dollars is an attainable budget for for any room and um and i love hgtv and i love like uh, you know flip or flop but these they do multiple rooms and they spend tens of thousands of dollars doing these renovations and um so the, the fact that you guys are coming back and you're doing something at, at a limited budget and you're not just doing a living room. I, I would imagine you're doing bathrooms and kitchens and, and all that sort it's of stuff. It's hard to do a bathroom. We've it only really ever done is, right? one in the history of trading spaces because they're just too small. You have to be able to get a cameraman and a yeah. sound guy and two homeowners and a host and a carpenter <laughs> like, in a room. So we did do one. There was one really big master Bathroom. And you did it for $2,000? $1,000. No, it was a relatively famous room where Hildy put all the silk flowers yeah, uh, on all the I walls. I remember that. Which America thought was absolutely nuts, and the homeowners loved it. And yeah, it was no. stunning. It was absolutely beautiful. But what I was going to say about the show is I want everyone who is listening and everyone who used to watch and who will be new to it, one of the things I think that's so great about it and for new people to see it after all of these other reality shows have come since us, yeah, we are truly reality. We really do it in two days. Yeah. We really only spend the oh, money yeah. allotted. You, The homeowners really don't know what's happening in their own room. Yep. They really spend the night in we each can other's attest house. To it. Yeah. You've done it. You yeah. can, there was, I mean, there was like a, a, a wind-down clock. They were like, I mean, towards the end, they were like, we got to hurry up. Wow. We got to hurry up. I mean, like, there is a deadline, no question. There's a day zero, one, two, three, you know, and, and it's Yeah, like, day zero is like the setup yeah. and all that. But then and once we swap keys, it's like two days. It's on. It. And it's the reactions on. were real. Oh, oh, yeah. totally. oh yes. Uh, and that that's worth that's that's worth watching alone. It always used to kill me with and and, and Ty Sean. We we I, we talked about uh, oh, this yeah, with yeah. him is that you have this family that's <laughs> basically living in a, in a 50 gallon drum eating squirrels and they they they, they send them away. We got to get it done. 
<laughs> if you need some extra time, do it. You know, we, we, we didn't believe that, oh, the project's a wash. Well, what always killed me was like, and we turned around, and then the entire Teamsters union yeah. showed up out of nowhere. Oh, my God. With the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, did you hear that the entire Philadelphia Eagles team attended the Justin Timberlake concert? No. Oh, <laughs> I get it. Nice. Oh, with the Patriots, right? Yeah, they were all there. It was amazing. It's amazing. You know, so, I was born in Philadelphia. I'm yes, in we hospital, know. So I was very happy. Oh. So nice. I, I was so ecstatic. And, Excellent. Um, I actually started getting into football relatively recently but i even if i hadn't have been uh i loved the game and i was just i nice. was really yeah, the city responded well to it i think you also lived in wyoming for a hot minute too right no, no. That's one state i haven't lived kentucky. in um, no, kentucky, I, kentucky yeah, yeah. I was born in philly i lived in virginia and wisconsin and new jersey oh, maybe it was wisconsin i just kentucky. put the w there <laughs> <laughs> you know wisconsin wyoming nice. same thing i mean there's only 50 states well i went to I'm, college in texas I'm excited for the return of the show, uh, and uh, just uh, I'll be on board immediately. <laughs> well, listen, wonderful to see you, Paige. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. All right, thanks so much. Paige Davis, yes! guys. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. we got a lot of guests on the program. Do not stray too far. We will be back shortly. I promise you that. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So a little while back, uh, we we got uh, puppies right before the uh, the beginning of the year. Can you believe football is back? This Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Interact me, swoop in and win sweepstakes, and you could win up to ten thousand dollars cash or twenty twenty two Eagle season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve show. And uh, I'm not unlike children. Uh, that as dogs grow in size, their abilities also uh, grow as well. Like with kids, you know, they go from uh, from crawling to walking, uh, you know, to reaching at things, grabbing. Oh stuff, yeah, yeah. So on and so forth. So now, as the dogs increase in size, where they can get to, because they're small dogs, they're Yorkies, they can get up on certain things, and now their their reach is is increasing. So you got to be careful where you put stuff because they like to eat things. <laughs> and again, last <laughs> night, my son was doing his homework, had left it at the at the kitchen table, had left the the um, the chair pulled out away from the table, the which homework? is now a step to get up onto the table, which is new. Right. Uh, and, yeah, I come upstairs, yeah. and there is his homework chewed up oh on God. the floor. Like, literally, the dog ate the my homework. The dog ate the homework. <laughs> I, he yeah. ate your homework before. I, yeah, I, if I were a teacher, homework. I would not believe that excuse no, so hard. That is exactly what I was saying. I'm like, the first thing in my mind is, like, the teacher's not going to believe this. The teacher will believe. not believe it. And it was torn up in little bitty shreds. Uh, not all of it, a, a, a portion yeah. of the page. And was so the, the homework completed? The homework was completed. Oh, man, he was that pissed, sucks. but it, there was enough of it where it didn't like ruin the whole thing. Yeah, which is good. And I, I should have taken a picture. You should have because that would that'd be proof. That'd be a, you know a, a, something that, he could have shown the teacher. Either that or the teacher may have thought he you know he tore up little pieces <sighs> of it. But, yeah, but anyway. he's not that kind of kid, right? He, no, you know, he's like, not. Yeah. Well, he's pretty lousy with his homework. Oh, but he is. So maybe. <laughs> Press my um my first dog I ever had was a uh, uh, an Irish Setter, and he was a beautiful dog. He was a model. Uh, my parents had him you know uh, model for like 
milk bone box oh. <laughs> stuff like yeah, okay. like, stuff like he that. He was a right? milk bone model. Wow, right? but he was, was the Matt Cord of yeah, dogs. That's he was, right. He was something along those lines. Uh, a beautiful, beautiful dog. But man, did he have like some sort of separation anxiety? Like my dad at one point he was had high to, maintenance. Yeah, well, yeah. He, he they would go to work. He would he, he ruined furniture. He like ate a couch, yeah. a table. Yeah, like all of this. They stuff. freak out. That, that so so bad that my dad was on the phone with like the insurance company. Like I don't have him. He, yeah. he ate another couch. Yeah, we had uh, some friends who had a dog, and this was when I was just a little kid. I was like, you know, maybe pre, maybe even pre K. But I remember this dog would eat everything, and it was. Before the days of being more conscious about leaving your windows down, and everything, so they left the car and, and the the dog in the car. Windows were down enough where it wasn't crazy. And I don't think it was summertime, but anyhow, the dog ripped the front seats apart. The Jesus front Christ! Seats apart. So anyhow, yeah. to, to key off of this story with the, with this last night, and then like a, a week or two before, once again, I I see. Yep. Rook, the male dog, he's got something in his mouth. Oh, no. I go over there, and yes, it's no. another bloody tampon. Oh, no! <laughs> what? Which somebody left the 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 the, uh, the bathroom door open, and... Okay, so can we definitively get the reason why, because I've had male cats that have done that over the years. What? Uh, okay. Well, Steve, mine is the female cat. The male cat sits it's, there and watches watches the female. Like he's like, uh oh, she's doing something wrong. Oh my god, we had after a while we had to get a a, a garbage can you could close. Yeah. Steve, I got the damn garbage can with the lid. She opens it. She can open the stupid lid. Going put after put tampons? Rock yes. On it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I, I mean honestly, I that's like tissue. that's like having a pet that would go after used toilet paper. Right. It's like Oh my god. Yeah. We have to we we uh, in our bathroom we have to put the trash can on top of the the sink. The sink, really? Yeah. Ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. But pressing the same thing. So my two kittens, they're getting bigger, and you know now they can jump up. They use things as steps. All of that. Oh. Uh, they're breaking glasses. They use like their little paw to, yeah, oh, yeah. to push the glass over. I can't leave anything on the counter, or, and even in the sink. They're not breaking it in the sink, but they're just they're getting into the sink. If there's anything in there, even if there's no food, it's just like a glass. They'll go in there and knock it over. So I, now my house is even more clean because. I don't want the cats to break yeah, anything. They force you to put things yeah, away. But exactly. that, I remember the first time I saw, it was our cat Mac from years ago, and it, it looked like, oh, my God, was O.J. over that? Oh, no. I mean, like blood, blood. Oh. And, I'm, and I'm like, oh, dear God. I know. And then I go into the bathroom and he's he's there like like eating corn on the cob. How are you? Gnawing on it. You know what? And, and what I find funny is she so my cats are the sweetest cats. They wouldn't put their claws out at you. They don't hiss nothing yeah. unless she has the damn tampon because this has happened a couple of times and she goes tampon crazy oh my, like you can't go near her she and she doesn't just like have it in her mouth she's going to town on it like, is it it's it, disgusting kathy to your point and to casey your point the blood it it, it must kick in some sort of feral yeah thing yeah, yeah it's totally. obviously these are animals and they're mm-hmm. going to revert to their more their more animalistic nature but j- jumping, Jesus. Right. Well, also, <laughs> there's, there's uh, that's I can't think of anything, you know. And by, stepping in crap in the morning's no problem, or right. vomiting. But that, oh no. Well, I, I just you know with animals and their you know especially dogs in their heightened sense of smell, 
you know, like they go and they sniff butts to find, hey, where have you been? <laughs> oh, okay. I see that you've been uh, over the, the this person's house, and they just smell all that stuff. Yep. My my dog, when I was a kid, he could jump the fence. There was nothing we could do about it. So he would jump the fence, and he would take off, and he would come back an hour later. And every now and again, he got into something stinky, yeah, something fish stinky, and it was just. Putrid, and and you it was the he, guy who lived on the corner. Fish stinky. Well, I don't know. I don't know if he made it down to the creek <laughs> and was doing something down there, or if he made it into a trash. How high, how high was your fence? Uh, it, you know, like a chain link fence. So I've seen case. Wow. There's, there's video, and it was it was just making the rounds about a week and a half ago of a dog. Preston, kid you not. So this dog is tinier, but the fence is like six and a half, seven feet. It's a it's a picket fence. The dog, and it was back to another fence. The dog got up, climbed over the one fence, and then legs spread, was negotiating between the two fences. Yeah. Like Jackie whole, Chan. Like Jackie Chan. Yeah. So we didn't we didn't do him any favor. We taught him all of this stuff. I mean, during, you know Dave Fairman, right? Yes. Dave Fairman lived a block over, and he had a quarter pipe, you know, kind of up against his garage. And we would run up the quarter pipe and then get on yeah. his garage roof. My dog would do that. He would run up the quarter pipe and then jump up on the garage roof. And then when he was done, he would slide down the quarter. You know, so we taught him all the wrong things. When there's as a tam- result, he found the fish trash. Fish trash, tampon trash. Yeah, and we're about to, we're, we got to get ready to put, to, so we have a fence in backyard where the dogs can run around back there. But uh, we have a lot of landscaping, so there's mulching that needs to be done. You put fresh mulch down, it's crap. I mean, there's, there's, there's poop in yeah. it. You know, and they already dig in this stuff yeah, yeah. like crazy. And they come in with it all. If we put fresh mulch down, they're going to, in the inside of our house is going to smell like a horse came in and crapped <laughs> all over crap. the place. It's going to be happening. Uh, let me go to some calls. I'm going to go to, uh, let me go to Nicole. Because I have a couple of calls that are like this. Hi, Nicole. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. What's up, Nicole? So um, I have two dogs, but my one dog is, um, he's a rescue. We got him like five years ago. And um, we don't really know his story before he came to us, but um, I'm, I'm thinking he might have been on the streets for a while. We call him Junkyard Dog because he gets into the trash. But his favorite, his favorite treat from the trash is dirty diapers. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, my God. All right, so, oh so is, is he, when we're oh, talking oh, dirty, oh, oh, oh. Is, is it like, is, it, is he treating it like a Hot Pocket? Um, yeah, it, it, it is unbelievable. Like it's like a delicacy to him. Oh, oh my god! god. That's awful. And and, and and back me up on this, Nicole. When you discover the dog eating it, it's like, hey, look look what I found. It's like I went to the fridge and I found a, a chicken breast. Aren't there like chemicals yeah. in diapers though? Like yeah, for, yeah, for absorption. Yeah. I, I used it when I when I had my first son. I used to get really bent out of shape because I was afraid of the, you know, all the stuff that's in the diapers. Yeah, all, all that gelatin stuff. And I would call the vet and I would try making them throw up. Now it's just like not again. Like <laughs> it's and and the worst part is we have hardwoods, but we have area rugs, and it's he like loves to bring it to the rug. <sighs> okay, okay. You, you've also had another thing. Yeah. We now have a house that has no carpet or area rugs at all in it because I got, if you, you could put down, you could have a house the size of the Taj Mahal and put down just a swatch and every animal would piss yeah. and crap yeah. and throw up on that on that little piece of carpet. Hey, Nicole, does this, does this dog lick your face? God, no. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> 
I love my dog, but he, I'm telling you, like, he's hes just different. Um, he's not a face licker, thankfully. Yeah. He really isn't. Um, but... But yeah, no, I I mean I even put the uh, the baby um, the baby locks for the cabinets on the trash can for the dog. And it's a good it's, idea. You know, he, it's one of those um, pul- you know like the kind of trash can that's in the drawer. Yes. Um, and he like he knows how to open the drawer, so we have to put the baby. No, the, the only on thing it. you can do is you've got to put it in a in a in a closable room you know a small closet put it even though you have because you, you start to get relaxed oh they haven't done it in a while and then you leave it out and that's when they target you You have to you have to get like a, a baby genie nicole if you know what one of those are we have one he he knocks it over <laughs> oh my god he's, See? he's, he's there with a blowtorch <laughs> There's yeah. like no way around it unless we take the trash out yeah. instantly <sighs> after every day. It's so bad. He's got, he's got, he's addicted. He's got a problem. Yeah, you know what's funny? He's got a diaper on his back. My, wow. my dog had a penchant for eating um, paper towels, and you, you didn't know he was doing it. But when you would take him for walks, yeah, and like literally one turd would just be nothing but a paper towel. <laughs> Oh, my God. You know, in a way, he's cleaning up after himself. <laughs> he really is. I just got an email from a listener. Paula sent in a picture of her uh, toilet paper roll, and it, it's just a sign that says, we have eight cats' toilet papers on the toilet on the towel rack. <laughs> there you go. That makes sense. Uh, I'm going to go to Pam. Hi, Pam. Good morning. Big brown Guatemala nipples. Getting sucked on by all sorts of pimples. <laughs> How are you? We're such idiots. <laughs> What's up, Pam? <laughs> <laughs> so we have a five-year-old border collie. A couple of years ago, he was outside crapping, and as he was on his way back in, my husband saw something hanging out of his butt, oh, and we no. thought it was just a piece of rope, like a string from a rope that he was chewing. Oh, no. My husband's like, "Oh man, I think it's worms." I'm like, "Oh, I'm like, we'll pull it out of his butt before he comes back in the house." He pulls it out, and it was a bloody tampon. Oh. Out of here. To, to someone done. who didn't know what that was, they oh. would have thought they've just pulled out one of the dog's yeah. organs. I yeah. Oh, my God! I just puked <laughs> in my mouth. That's... So you guys put the tampon in the wrong spot. Oh, it ate it. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. He, no, he ate it. He went into the trash can because we have a septic system. So, unfortunately, TMI, but I can't flush that. So I have to put <sighs> it in the trash can. So the, honestly, say, at that point... I would just sh- kill myself. Uh, Thanks, Pam. That's horrific. You know, well, you, know, every- you know what I think I need to do, Steve, is set up in the in the bathroom. Yeah. It's like a pneumatic tube uh, that goes straight to the trash can outside that, <laughs> yeah. t- that takes dirty tampons. <laughs> <laughs> like at the bank. Look, look, yeah, yeah, like yeah, old style yeah. banks. <laughs> and you, then you have that tube that's all, <laughs> all, all bloody. <laughs> well, you know, every time we talk about this, I get people say, I can't, why don't you flush your tampons down the toilet? You're not supposed to. You, I, you know what? And and I just think like some systems really can't handle well, it. Yes. And, and we've had, uh, to that point, we've had a number of people, oh, they're, they're biodegradable or they're flushable. And we've had plumbers. You know, we've talked to them. Yeah. We said time and time again. Even when they say that, they encounter huge problems yeah. with pipes that have been clogged up with those things. I had a plumber tell me nothing is flushable. Even if it says flushable wipes, they're not flushable. No, I read a story not that long ago uh, about uh, a uh, an area around here that's having serious issues. What do they that. call that thing that uh, that builds in the sewer? It's like a, it's not it's like a fat beast, berg. A fatberg, yeah. yeah. Uh, let me go to Casey. This is for you. Kelly says she can tell you what your dog, why your dog was coming back stinky like that. Uh, hi, Kelly. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, guys. How you doing? Great. What's up, Kelly? Uh, First off, just want to say that uh, Ronnie's girlfriend, she sounds like a class A woman. (laughs) (laughs) From 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 entertainment, yeah. 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 Sounds like a a million bucks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just want to let you know, I had a Siberian Husky. He was the coolest dog ever, Mr. Drake, and uh, he ran away, escape artist. 
Uh, he was roaming around in dead deer and other oh. dead animal carcasses and would come home smelling like... Oh, my God. Oh, no. So, so it, I guess the idea is they're... In, in nature, maybe they would be attracted to that and, and whatever the reason is, mask their he smell? dived into it on his back, rolling around <sighs> like a pig and poop. Did like you that. see him do this, Kelly? Did you see this? Oh, yeah. I, like, we would go up to the country, and that is how I, like, confirmed it, because he saw the deer carcass and, like, dove for it and wow. was just on his back. Oh, like, my happiest God. Happiest dude in the world. Could have been and it. And then he smelled like fish, and I was yeah. like, oh, this is what you've been doing. I'm sounds like what you, sounds like what that was with you, Case. It, it was... Terrible, yeah, wow. and it lingers. Thanks, smell. Kelly. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, like the, you can give them a bath, but it, the the smell is still there. I, I've honestly been debating a lot lately about getting a pet. I haven't had a pet of my own for a long time. Don't do it. Well, this <laughs> conversation <laughs> is not helping one bit. You know, no, like, you, honestly, here's the deal. Even even at that moment with the with the the bloody tampon <laughs> in his mouth, come here, here little oh, Dickens. So come here, you little perverted. Yeah. It's it's interesting Repulsive because I, I've mainly been a cat owner from yeah. my adult life as kids. We had dogs and so forth. So when when my last cat passed and we were kicking around the idea of a dog, I weighed the responsibility issues versus a cat. They're a little lower maintenance, and yeah. uh, the cats are a little lower maintenance. I'm okay, so we'll have to walk the animal. We'll have to uh, you know, it's going to have to go outside and things like that. But then things started to pop up that I did. Oh oh oh, they eat furniture. Okay. <laughs> I right. didn't know that. Everything. All right. And oh, and they like to root around in things that smell like crap. Okay. I uh-huh. didn't know that. And it's just like one thing after another. The money I out. spent on that fence, I now uh, have to put another fence, yes. a smaller fence below it. And then what happens is there'll be a time when you're sitting there and both of them will be sleeping next to Caroline. And you'll go, yeah. okay. Oh, no, I still love yeah, them. Yeah, and, they're, yeah. they're adorable, you know, and I know you do. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're a good pet owner. Yeah, there's a ton of puppy mills out there, Nick, that you can go get a good dog from. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Casey wants to get flooded with pet charity emails. Yeah, yeah. Right up by Lancaster, right? Yeah. Now, mind you, occasionally their heads fall off. Casey's joking, but yes, yeah, he knows we're so tied into and, animal rescue. Well, and any kind of off-comment thing that comes up, you get besieged by people who are really—it's their mission to uh, to fight against. And anyway, I'm going to go okay. to—I'm going to go to Emily next. Hi, Emily. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Great. What's up, Emily? Um, so my dog likes to eat the crotch out of my underwear. Oh, the, your dog eats the crotch out of your underwear? That's your husband's job. He does not want to eat my husband's underwear, just mine and my mother-in-law's when he's over at her. Oh, my God. Mother-in-law. I bet you your mother-in-law is sort of uh, flattered by that. I still got it. Guess whose whose dog eats the crotch out of my underwear? That's so terrible. So I have a special basket for my underwear that's on the top of my closet. I went through menopause and the dog still eats my underwear. (laughs) Emily, how long has this been going on? Oh, since day one. He's oh. about a year and a half now, and since the day we got him, he's been loving my underwear. Let me ask you. Let me ask you, Emily. Do you? Do, I, I'm. So, do you? Do you ever use like a like a, a scented um, detergent or or anything to sort of when you clean? I mean, are, are, is it always used, uh, or or can it be clean and and the dog will still chew the uh, the crotch out? Well, um, I you know I don't use anything scented or anything like that, but he usually goes for the, you know, dirty underwear. The dirty underwear. And so... If I have some clean underwear laying out, he'll, he'll get to that. I, I would, I would pay good money to see a video of a dog eating a crotch out of some panties. Wow. Oh, and he knows that he shouldn't do it. As soon as I find, 
you know, because he only goes for the crotch. He'll leave the rest of the underwear. <laughs> he's and, really, uh, he's really, he's, he's a, it's a dog after, after our own hearts, yeah. Brett. <laughs> Thanks, Emily. You know what, my, uh, so the female cat also tries to get into the laundry basket. Now, mine has a lid, and it's a little bit taller, yeah. and she's small, so she can't quite get in there. But I'm wondering if that's what she's going after. Probably. Maybe. Uh, let me see. I'm going to go to this. <laughs> it's so terrible. Yeah, here's another one. Let me go to Jeff. Hey, Jeff, good morning. Good morning, guys. You rock. Thank oh. you, man. Right, what do you want to tell us? Uh, so my dog has eaten and passed a full pair of my girlfriend's underwear. <laughs> wow. <laughs> full we were, pair, uh, not just the crotch like the last car. He goes for the whole thing. No, no. We were in the middle of Savannah, Georgia, and he squats to go, and out comes a teal pair. And it's just, a teal, teal pair. Yes. Oh, and they really have to fight yes. to get that out, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Man. So, so uh, do you think you'll ever see a day where you'll get the whole set, the panties, the stilettos, the whole deal? <laughs> He's working on it. He's working on it. You're Thanks, right, man. Casey. For a dog to pass uh, something like that, like a full yeah. full pair of underwear. Yeah. I've heard my dog say, oh, God. When he's trying to get some stuff, I was like, oh. yeah, there's. Uh, I think it was in uh, City Slickers. One of the guys goes, "Yeah, I was shaking like a puppy passing a peach pit." <laughs> <laughs> Let me go to Devin. Hey, Devin. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? Great, Devin. So tell us, tell us your story. So we have three dogs in the house, and the older dog likes to barge into my kids' room and get the diapers off and eat them. Oh. And I've walked it, yeah. And I'm still nursing because I have a little baby. Wow! So I've walked in in the middle of the night and stepped on the nasty, dirty. Oh. Devin, are you are you saying that the dog will attempt to take the the diapers off the baby? No, no, not the baby, but like uh, that'd be really bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, we keep him on top of the dresser in a bag because okay. he knocked over the diaper genie. He knocked over the uh, um, the trash bags, everything. You, you know what? And it's just advice for any pet owner. Talking about what you were talking about, Preston, and how whatever you think you're doing that's going to take care of it, multiply that by five times, and then you'll be in, in the right realm because they will find a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the same thing with, with babies. All of a sudden, they're, oh, they can reach things now. And, you, and you've got to, then you have to change the height at which you put everything. Would you, and the same thing with dogs. Would you agree that what you have, ask somebody, tell someone what you're doing. And if they laugh at you, then you're doing the right thing. Because it has to seem that absurd yeah. Yeah. to the lengths you have to go to to make sure they're not getting into it. Yeah. Because one time, I, I remember we were trying to keep a cat out of one room. So we got, I got two baby fences between the doorway. So it was up about six and a half, seven feet. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Cat was in the in the other room in two it's, seconds. My dog won't, like, he'll walk past his, his dog bowl, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 times a day and not touch it. But if we put the cat's bowl on the on the floor, Boom. he's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They can be eccentric. Uh, I'm going to go to Toby. Hi, Toby. Good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, buddy. What's up? So I got a room, my, my roommate, she's in her mid-40s, I'm in my mid-20s, all cool, whatever. Uh, I had a lady friend over the one night, things got heated. Next morning, I'm sitting in the living room after the girl went home, uh, chit-chat with my roommate, and my roommate's dog decides to pull the uh, protection out of the trash can oh and bring it and show it to us. A condom. Toby! <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. And how did your roommate react to that? 
Oh, she she was fine. She was busting my stones about it. I okay. can't beat Red. I, well, I, I'll guarantee you. Uh, oh you know, God. you're lucky you Thanks, weren't you me. weren't pulling it out like a ticker tape from the other end. Yeah, that can happen. Oh, yeah. Years and years ago, we talked about uh, you know things that that pets will eat and how they come out the other end. And somebody had said that their their dog had chewed up and eaten a cassette tape, like a, <laughs> like a Maxell yeah. ninety minute. <laughs> And then, Steve, you know how long those things are, the tape, the actual physical tape itself. And, yeah. it, and it was, like you, you said before, the, the magician yeah. pulling out the, uh, yeah, that whole thing. <laughs> they kept pulling and pulling and pulling and pulling, and, and it or took like forever to get it out. Rockefeller looking, you know, for the, the, the stock exchange, you know. <laughs> the ticker tape coming through. <laughs> <laughs> they will they will dive into anything anything. So we're in the uh we're trying to figure all this out. And, <laughs> Just and going what, with what it. you can and can't do because now uh the oldest dog is able to get into just our regular kitchen trash can yeah. which has a lid on it you know and it's i wouldn't doubt it if he's figured out how to push the foot pedal down to open the top and then get into it so just a quick thing uh, what you yeah. can do is that there 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 are different devices like i recommend recommended to you Kathy there's a thing that has as uh, uh an infrared sensor on it so you can put it up on the counter if the cat jumps up on the counter it just it's like a shoots little, out a, uh, a little blast spritz. of air. Yeah, really? Oh, okay. yeah. And oh, they're, they're, it they're... works for it works for my female cat. The male cat laughs at it and walks by. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> wow, interesting. All right. Well, thank you for sharing your disgusting pet stories this morning. We appreciate it. We're going to take a quick break. Back in just a moment. Ninety-three-three WMMR. Streaming on WMMR.com, our mobile app, your smart speaker, and now at Radio.com. We would like to welcome uh, back someone and welcome someone for the first time. We have from the WWE, the world's strongest man, yes, ladies sir. and gentlemen, Mark Henry. Yes, and along with him, we brought from the Divas, the lovely Bailey. Yeah. Yes, sir. Lovely, hello, lovely. Hello, hello. Good morning, guys. Welcome to Philadelphia. Thanks. Look Thanks at that picture of me up there. Yeah. <laughs> wearing a stone cold vest. Yeah. Do you remember that moment, or is that could could that be any moment that backstage? Was, um, basically me every night. But that was from last night. That from last, last night. night. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nice. Hey, you know what? You've already been in town for a couple of days, Mark. Didn't you? Weren't you at the Polar Bear Plunge uh, a couple of days ago for Special I, Olympics? I was. Did you get in the water? Plunge, I did not. <laughs> I can't deal. Uh, I've, actually, I've actually done it before with the Polar Bear Club in New York. Oh, yeah? Know? So we would crack the ice and get in and... Like, it, it's for a good cause. I yeah. mean, I, I, hopefully I'll be able to do it here next year. Well, let me tell you something. I, so for the a couple of years... Uh, I've I've been one of the co-hosts with uh, Matt Cord from our sister station uh, down the hallway here, and uh, Kathy was it one year always brutal. I mean, super. The one time they don't have us out, it was like fifty yeah, degrees, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and it was like, geez, why? This one time, you know, the water temperature would have been manageable. It was still cold. I went but- in one time, and that was enough. Like I did it one time. I could say I did it, and that's it. I'll host it. I'll come, but I will never go in again. Well, you know, you can do bucket list stuff, but I'm just saying, guys. You know, it's for a good cause. It's yeah. for yeah, I, I did mean, it. Suck it up. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not a good time to ha- actually have a set. <laughs> they, they they tend to disappear. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, yeah. and they, they send us out, and they're telling you they go, they go, don't go, don't go into the water above your heart. I'm like, why is that? <laughs> oh You're gonna die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's but it's all, it's all cool. Hey, so the so the show's coming to town, man. This happens, uh, you know, once or twice a year. We get the WWE and Philly's a big wrestling town. Wells well, Fargo Center, Philly.com. Boom. Boom. You got it. That's your boy. Yeah. That's, you see that? 
Yeah, teamwork, baby. You guys tag me, well. tag me in. You know what I'm saying? You know, Mark, you're a you're a you're a producer. You you do you handle that as well as being you know uh, a representative of the sport and all that stuff. This, or at least that's what I read anyway. Yeah. But uh, the the production of of the WWE and the show and the multiple shows is just huge in scale. How many people? Any idea when when your show comes to town uh, are involved in in putting it on? Uh, usually, we have at least. Um and on our lighting crew, there's uh, five techs, mm-hmm. and then you have about 25 assistants. Okay. Just for the mechanics of the lighting. Just, and and, and uh, pyro, I assume you add oh more people. Oh, my God. The, the pyrotechnics company uh, that, that we work with uh, is new, actually, for us. We They've been with us probably about four or five years. You know, the other, they had the, uh, we, in wrestling. <laughs> You're we, grinning now. We, I, 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 <laughs> We use the term sh- can. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, we beep, can beep jump me. it. S can, but, but yeah. we S can them because yeah. you know that, that was a, that was a little malfunction. A little malfunction, and uh, they had to go. Okay. And, yeah. So you we got, got a new crew, and they're unbelievable. I'll tell you what. You go and and I've seen people who are reticent and don't, they don't get what it's about until they go. And Preston has said it. We've all said it. Once you are there, oh. I defy you. Not to be caught up in it. Yeah. it is, there's, there's no show like it. There's not one second that some that something isn't going on. Yes. Right. There's not one moment. You think, okay, they you know, they clear everybody out of there, they get a new match coming. No, there's something always going on to keep you entertained. Right. And and I have a question about uh, how you become a referee in the WWE because I, I I've noticed uh, that some of these referees just aren't up to par. They're easily easily distracted. <laughs> yes, you know sometimes they're cheating. Right. I, I think there's vision issues. <laughs> uh, we're gonna have to get one of the one of the glasses companies to come in. Right, like Pro Vision Center. Yeah, yeah. like and just you know reevaluate these guys. I mean, it's, it's time for LASIK. Yeah, there's gonna be a governing they're, they're, they're clearly missing things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, stuff is slipping through the cracks at a high level. Yeah. Mark, how long have you been in town? Because you went to a Flyers game, Sixers game, right? Um, and I heard, uh, I, I heard you uh, in between periods, or maybe it was after the game when the Flyers won over the weekend. You were with our, our sister station, the Fanatic, uh, and it seemed like they gave you a jersey. Like you had a pretty good time while you went oh to those games. Oh my God, what a good time, man! And I'm, I'm telling you, like, um, I was, I was under the impression that the ghost was bigger because, <laughs> yeah, because of how he, he played. Yeah, right. Yeah, man, that, that he's not a huge guy. He's probably about 200 pounds, which is a big man. Yeah. But I was expecting him to be like 240. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't even think he's 200. Those guys, they obviously, they got their pads on, and then they're on skates, so they seem bigger. But you got to have a lot of finesse. Man, that uh, dude was kicking people in the teeth, man. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was flying around yeah. and, like, avoiding people, and he hit people, and he, he, he was just very skilled. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I was just super impressed. And, and, and hockey is a lot like wrestling. Like for people that have never seen it, yeah. If you go in person, oh like, yeah, hockey is a different game in yep. person than yep. it is on television. Yep, it's so, harder. It's harder to. It's the game I most like to see in person uh, because it just. It just. And I also like to be up to to see the all the all the ice. But I think you're exactly right. There's some the dynamics shift, and you really begin to appreciate it. They have to find a camera angle where you can show the board from the inside, like wrestling. Right, right. If if they can do uh, above the canopy and have a camera go along the top so you can see the board getting hit. Like yeah, that, yeah. Change the game. Yeah, yeah it's wild. Watch it rattle. Yeah, yeah exactly. you got to see that. Like, that's the, that's the best part of it for me. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I can't speak for everybody else. <laughs> I, I, can somebody explain the blue line to me? Because that's the only problem that I'm having. <laughs> How much time do you have? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, why? It's, sometimes it seems like it's very clear. Okay, he was behind the line. Right. Let's advance. And then sometimes they don't go behind the line. <laughs> you can straddle it. Yeah. You can straddle yeah. it. No, there's no straddling in baseball. No, there's no straddling. There's no you shouldn't be. It's baseball. either behind it or, or don't have the, the play. Mm-hmm. Take the blue line out. Take Let the it out. game go fast. Yeah, there seems to be some uh, some gray areas with that. Yeah, I don't so. like the gray area. <laughs> Daily, I have to ask uh, you because, you know, the, over the, the course of the years, the, the divas have... have um, They've morphed and changed, and, and where they are now, I think, is such a cool place because athletes, um, there's, 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 there's so much more focus on uh, like comprehensive stories. Are, how, how long have you been a fan of wrestling? Has it always been a part of your life? Or do you come from an athletic background? Uh, yes to all that. All that. I, yeah, I played sports when I was younger, and throughout high school I played basketball. Um, and I've been a wrestling fan since I was 10 years old, so I already knew this is where I wanted to be. Started training when I was 18. Who was your, um, uh, your first idol? Who was your first... Who did you hate the most, and who did you love the most? Man, I was, as a fan, I loved everybody. I was just everybody was so cool when I started watching it. Um, but Lita, I think, had like the biggest influence on me. Just okay, she was so different from everybody then, and really made me feel like, okay, I, I'm different. I can, I can do this. Yeah. Um, I don't know who I hated. You know, it was weird because I love her now. I hated Gail Kim when she debuted in WWE <gasps> because wait, wait. I love her, but... Is that Robert Irvine's wife? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. That's my she, girl. I love she her. She won the title on the first night, and I was like, that's not fair. She just got here. <laughs> you didn't was, put any work yeah, in. Yeah, and uh, obviously I didn't know what I was talking about. But she's amazing, so I was, yeah, I'm a huge fan of hers now. But uh, throughout the years, we have totally... Uh, the women's division has grown so much where now we are not divas anymore. We are WWE superstars, just yeah. as, uh, same as the men. So yes. it's, uh, it's But the it's diva amazing. thing still flows its way in there now, now when you hear people refer well, to it. There's a show called Total Divas. Maybe yeah. that's why. All right, yeah. maybe that's yeah. it. Yeah. We're superstars, all right? Yeah. <laughs> Put him in his place, Bailey. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys are just because when I was growing up, um, there weren't many, right? You had like Wendy Richter. Yeah. Like the fabulous moolah. Oh um, God, the fabulous moolah. Yeah, right. Uh, and then you had glow. Do you, have you watched the glow thing on uh, oh, yeah. on Netflix? Yeah, what did you think it. of that? Yeah, I loved it. It was great. I didn't know what to expect, but I thought they told a great story, and it was really fun. We got to meet a few of them actually at the uh, May Young Classic, so it was really cool. Yeah, it's it's uh, it that was um, that used to be. I remember even when that came out of left field, people were like, "What what the hell is this?" Now you couldn't have wrestling without w- what you guys are doing. You're bringing a substantial part. Of the entertainment, then there's mixed, uh, you know, which you're you're involved with as well. Yeah, I think it's just um, there's a whole different audience nowadays. You know, there's a lot of kids right now, and I think there's a lot of little girls that are just really into what the women's division is doing, along with the men. But it's something that they can look look up to, and if they this is something that they're interested in, or if they want to be an actress, or if they want to be um, in the WNBA, like whatever it is, they could see that like they can be at the top of a an art like that, you know. Does it blow you away when when uh, when young girls come up and uh, and are like, yeah, I want to I want to be you. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it gets me emotional every time because that was that was me. That was you, you. Know? totally. I, everybody, I have Ivory and Lita, everybody that I met, um, I was like, I want to do what you're doing. Yeah. And, now that I am, I have kids doing it, and it's it's, it's, it's got to be great. Yeah. So yeah. We, we have a friend here uh, collectively, Joe Fucci, yeah. uh, and he's a huge. 
huge wrestling fan, and he didn't come in here this morning because he couldn't come with his wife and his daughters. And he was like, "It's I, I wouldn't be able to uh, enter my home if I came and met Bailey and, and didn't bring my, my family with me. Uh, so I got a question for you because, you know, you're talking about Mixed Match uh, Challenge, and your partner is uh, Elias. Yeah. And you're learning how to play the guitar? I'm trying my best. Okay, so I had a guitar. Are, are you performance plays, ready right? or no? I'm not, I'm not performance ready yet. Okay. But I will. I think that's what he's not seeing in me. He thinks yeah. I'm just playing it. You know, I'm just like joking around with him. But I'm serious about this. We're going to do a cool duet and we're going to blow all the other teams out of the water in the ring and outside of the ring with our guitars. Do you know, the funny yeah. thing for people who aren't aware, and one of the things that gets you when you when you finally do, uh, uh, you know, crossover and uh, and become a fan is the there's... Besides the wrestling, besides the physicality, there's just so much interaction and 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 egging on and and acting and so much that's going on that surrounds that that it's it's a wild thing. Did you have any issues? Because you got to lose them fast when you're speaking in front of forty thousand, fifty thousand. I don't know how many thousands of people. A hundred thousand. Hundred thousand. Did you have to? Did you have to acclimate, or were you always gregarious and and big and? No, I I learned all. You know, being in front of a camera when I started in NXT, I was okay. just, you know, I learned how to wrestle and that's what I wanted to do when I first started. But it wasn't until I got signed to WWE where I was like, all right, now it's time to come up with a character and get comfortable in front of the camera, which is where um, Dusty Rhodes, you know, came into like my life and just really he set aside time for me and would put me in my own classes with other people who are struggling with that and right. just kind of put a lot of time into that. So. Is, is that the most frustrating thing, both you guys? If, you know, if you see people, if you had it, I mean, like we talk about stand-up comedians finding their voice on stage, finding your character, finding who you are. Is is I mean is is it a struggle for most people? I mean, because you, can, you yeah. can find it, yeah. But if you don't believe it, it's not going to come through. Okay. And a lot of times, you like even myself, I, I I was always you know like I'm ready to go. Yeah. Put me out there, and then they put you out there, and then it's like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dear God. They're not ready to like, go. Are, dear God, looking at you and they're yeah. waiting. Yeah, on you to bring it, and man, it's it's a hard it's a hard like way to to get you know. Yeah, because you hear you hear a number of guys are coming in to it, but you, you guys are always got to be out there. Yeah, you know the the best. We've said it time and time again. You, you guys and what you do, you're the as far as comprehensive entertainers. There's none better. But you, you every, almost everyone has a story where they had their first couple of misfire characters or you know who they are and uh, was there did, did you did you get uh, did you chuck any early ones yeah i well when i first got there i was just plain jane basically who i was uh i don't know nobody but my first match with fcw in tampa i wore a mask because they uh my trainer thought it would be a cool idea she's like there's no luchadoras like we don't have any female like, luchadoras so it'd be so cool she you know it's a different dynamic and like the I, mexican wrestling yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And I had learned a little bit of that style from the past. My trainer, Jason Styles, like, trained in Mexico. So I was like, yeah, I could do that. That's so cool. And then I won't have to do my makeup because I'm not a girly girl. <laughs> right. So I put the mask on. It was one of her masks, actually. And it was not good. Not good. It was the one and only time. They called me El Luchadora, which was grammatically. <laughs> right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. So um, it was very hard to see. And it was a, it was. Hilarious. They thought you were a cross-dresser or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's going on what under that mask? They yeah. hired. <laughs> no, that's that's wild. But when you know and when you get out there, I assume when it clicks, there's that there's gotta be that moment in the ring, yeah, got it. I nailed it. 
Yeah. And you both yeah, had you, that? You get that, aha. Yeah, yeah, Now yeah. I get it. <laughs> I'm going to do that again. <laughs> Wrestling fans are... Can I, can I commend y'all? Yeah. Like, this place is full service. I mean, I'm sitting here, <laughs> yeah. and you have, like, all the condiments for your coffee and your tea. <laughs> and, and for those that need a little spice to your coffee, there is... Jack, there's Fireball, yeah. there's Captain Morgan. Yeah. You guys have laid it out. Unless you're an alcoholic, then yeah. uh, this is not proper to see. <laughs> yeah. front of the, I, I, it's I, just I out of reach. Yeah, yeah. But it's, y'all, y'all are awesome. Oh, thank <laughs> you. I appreciate it, Mark. Hey, very good. I, I wanted to ask, uh, you know, uh, WWE fans, wrestling fans uh, can be very vocal. Yeah. Uh, they really get into it. They they let you know what they think. Um, you hear what people are saying when you're when you're headed out when you, when you're in the ring and and uh, you got your thing going on. Oh yeah, good, yeah. yeah. Like, Has anybody ever made you laugh like when you shouldn't be laughing? Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. Especially in the sex with chocolate era. Oh yeah. Why did we just start playing? <laughs> the... why, why did we just start playing? Because I accidentally hit Sanford a hot key. <laughs> I, I hit a hot key. I was reaching for this piece of paper, um, and I wonder what the hell was going on. I hit said, number twenty-one here. Sometimes you need the things from Sanford's son. Man, I thought that was a reference I didn't get. Yeah. Jeez, does Bailey come out to Sanford? Um, it's, it's medicine for the soul. <laughs> oh my God! Mark Henry's a huge Red Fox fan. Yes, it, I made actually made. A, 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 a statement yesterday saying that Red Fox usually would say, "Hey, put it out your mind." Yeah, right. Yeah, and, Casey and, and, knew that, and that's why you get the button. That. And yeah. he just, he yeah. just, oh he just picked God. up on it. Well, I think that the best is the uh, this. Is, Shut up, dummy. Here's your <laughs> <good idea. laughs> my favorite. Uh, I, anyway, I, I had said, has anybody ever made you laugh when you when you shouldn't laugh uh, uh, while you're in character and you know you're in the middle of a match? It happens. Yeah, a lot for me it happens on the live events where yeah. it's non-televised and you're more, for me, I kind of just pay more attention to that. Because when it's on TV, I'm like, oh, like, right. trying to you know, <laughs> yeah. focus and stuff. But uh, it happens all the time. I, sometimes you acknowledge it. Sometimes you just let it go, depending on what they say. Yeah, But, but uh, you you'd never know. I mean, you see you on, you know, out there, both you guys, you know, it, it's, it's a, um, you know, it, 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 it's your... Your stories are big. Your performances are big, and it, and it seems you, the the fans just eat it up. I mean, there's you know, I, I'm obviously there are downsides to anything where you're at, you're traveling around, you got to do that deal. But you never you never get that. You always get you guys are exactly where you want to be when the show starts. And I, and I, I love it when when it's really really loud. Yeah, and somebody's always the one that when it quiets down, they still are in <laughs> in big high mode. Yeah, and they go, hey guy. <laughs> I'm telling you, it happens a lot. And I will I was just it? in the middle of being the meanest guy on earth, I would just bust out laughing. <laughs> well let me ask you, you mentioned you mentioned S canning a, uh, a a sort of inferior pyrotechnics company. Were you guys have you guys ever been close or have there ever been near misses with some of that pyro? Uh, not, the, not with me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I've never had it. Uh I've I'm it scares me. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm it's loud. Those, I'm very jumpy. Yeah. So uh, there's been times, and, and this is very, very funny. Uh, we were all on stage for a um, uh, a tribute, and they did like a total bell, you yeah, know, very respectful moment. And then they did this pyro. Was this and, the uh, Under the Giant? You know what? I can't remember yeah. which one it was, but they did all the big pyro, yeah. boom, 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 boom. And I didn't know that they were going to do that. And so I wasn't ready. Oh, and my God, yeah. <laughs> my shoulder was gimpy at the time. Right. And I dislocated my shoulder. <gasps> oh, my jumping. God. No way. 
I mean, like, I'm holding my arm and just like, it was so brutal. The commentators are going, Mark Henry, he's so emotional. He's crying. He's crying right now. But this tribute is ridiculous. Abject pain. Yeah, from just hearing a loud noise. It's loud. Yeah, it is. And it will scare you if you're not ready for it, no question. Especially Canes. Yeah. Canes is packed the hottest. Oh, is it? They really need to stop. You can feel the you can feel the freaking heat off that yeah. stuff. Man. I mean, we, we we were down. We were fortunate. We had uh, one time we had really close to ring near ringside seats. And when the stuff is going off, it's like Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's hot. Well, Kane is like his when he would come out and have the pyro in his entrance. That you you didn't get a warning. It was just <laughs> oh. and you're like <laughs> so you're not ready for it as a fan. But then when he gets in the ring, like. You're ready for that one. You're like, okay, you're not going to get me this time. So, Bailey, you were talking about uh, acting and, and um, you know, and, and people looking up to to you and, and, and girls being inspired. Uh, a lot of a lot of guys uh, and girls, you know, moving out of or, or maintaining both careers and getting into acting. And, I mean, and now you have John Cena's got a number of movies. He's starting to take off and, and Dwayne Johnson and a, a whole list. Is that in your plan, long term I mean, or short term? I would love to. Yeah. Uh, Becky Lynch just got to do the Marine 7, I think, which I was kind of jealous seven? of. Seven? Like, yeah, it's like seven. It Man, when like is the Michael's war over? <laughs> 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 At mean, some that, point, the war's got to stop. Maybe I'll be in the the Marine <laughs> 15 or something. No, there's... I've, I have a lot of work to do for that, but that would be something that would be just fun to look back on and yeah. sure. you, know, you could always have and outside of this. Yeah. Bailey, I noticed you're wearing an engagement ring. Yeah. How often do you have people ask you to marry you? Does that happen? <laughs> um, sometimes. <laughs> once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, not recently. Though. Not recently. Okay. Yeah, yeah, not this recently. is a good... Yeah. yeah. That's the one that's a badge to say yeah, yeah. back <laughs> off, pal. When are you getting married? Um, not sure yet. We were trying to do it this year in November, but it landed on Thanksgiving. So, um... How do you put together a guest list when you're dealing with all oh the rest? God. I mean, because, you know, someone's nose is going to get out of joint. Do you just, how do you handle that one? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm. I already said we're gonna. He has a big family. I have a big family, so we have a lot of friends. And then the wrestling side, which I want to bring like everybody. I want Chris Jericho to perform with Fozzie. You know, wow, yeah. that, it's gonna be cool. Totally. Honestly, now admit it. Expensive. Weren't you thrown for a loop? How good? Because you're All right, all right. This is your band. We were even that way, and it's like. Holy crap, they're yeah. really good. Yeah, he's awesome. I mean, the whole band's awesome. Of course, whatever Chris Jericho touches is going to be great. But yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. I haven't been to a live show yet, but of course I've heard their music and I'm, I'm a fan. Very cool. Yeah. You want anybody, uh, I'm sure one of the wrestlers is is, is an efficient and could uh, <laughs> and could perform the ceremony if they wanted to. Yeah, yeah. Would we'll you have see. like The Undertaker do it or something um, like that? Or? <laughs> That'd be wild. Yeah, he has in, time, you know. You have, <laughs> you have time, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a very Bailey. long ceremony. <laughs> Do you take it? Uh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. You know, all, every every friend you've ever had in the world would wants would want to come to that wedding with oh, any any WWE uh, yeah. fan. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I haven't talked well, to in years would be messaging me. Your best uh-huh. bud. Yeah. Well, off the business. So, who, who, what are we watching out for in the shows at uh, the Royal Rumble? What, what what are the big matches we need to be aware of, Mark? You know what? I I, I really look forward to seeing what's going to happen with Braun Strowman. I think that he is uh, the upcoming monster of the mm-hmm. business. The next big thing? He is the yeah. next big thing, and, and literally, and figuratively. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's a humongous guy. Yeah, I'm saying that I'm 340 pounds. Like, this guy is, like, a legit 6'8", and, <sighs> like, 360 or 370 pounds. You know, and he is 
a monster for real. It's funny because we were talking about it. The, the shift started to go somewhat smaller, stature, athletic, um, you know. Seth Rollins. Yeah, it, go, it, go, it goes through cycles. So do you think we're going back into a... Um, I, I think we're going to go back to big pretty soon. There's a okay. lot of big guys come in the developmental system, and I'm looking forward to seeing But the thoroughbred is still there. The Jason Jordans, the Finn Bowers, right. um, Kevin Owens. You know, I, I wouldn't say a physical specimen. But an unbelievable talent, a guy his size that can do all the things that he can do. Yeah, it's wild to see it. It's wild. It's, yeah, that's what, and go see it in person. person. Mm-hmm. We, it mm-hmm. really is something. Yeah. Well, we want to thank you guys for uh, coming by here this morning and uh, being a part of it. Oh, yeah, here's your outro yeah. music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you so much. It's Mark Henry and Bailey. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I still think this is the liveest show in America, man. Yeah. Like, just, you know, you get an audience. You got the got round pizza. table. Pizza. Y- y'all, I mean, oh, how do y'all stay so high. trim? And <laughs> Every time I come here, there's like enough food to feed the army. <laughs> we just work real hard, man. Thank you for being here. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment. What's new? Why do you ask? Dropkick Murphys. Foo Fighters. Black Pumas. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. I was talking to a friend of mine uh, not too long ago. Was invited to be a part of this big uh, golf tournament that was taking place. And he's going to be an important part of this group. Uh, But he couldn't. He couldn't go uh, because he was committed to going to a gender reveal party. Stop! Stop! And his buddies were giving him a hard time about it because they needed him for this golf outing, uh, which is one I think he had played in before and they've had success with, and so on and so forth. So it was, you know, it was a big deal to him. But no, had to go to a gender reveal party. Now let's review this for a moment. <laughs> This is a party where people essentially are just telling you what sex the baby is going to be. Right. No. Is there a need for a party? No. Do you know listen, what I mean? And one that you uh, that you commit to as well, opposed to we're well, having listen, a few friends over for drinks tonight and we're going to tell you guys what the sex of the baby is. Right, but that's but that's what it is. <laughs> that's that's all it is. So you guys are taking it as like another, you know, baby shower or bridal yeah, shower yeah, or something. Yeah, that's what it's like going to become. Wh- a commitment. Wh- which it is, but all all it is is a party. Somebody's inviting you over to their house for a barbecue to have some food and drinks. That's then all make this, it a barbecue. Make, but no, but why? What's the difference? To me, I don't see a difference. If you've committed to go to the party, then you go to the party. If not, then you don't go. No, no, no. But the, the fear is, if I say no of going to this party, uh, it's it's an affront to the people who are having you. Hate well, my child. We expect you to you be there. You never liked this union. No, well, then, right. no, no, no. Okay, you hate our children. No, screw that. That's if, if you're having a party, some people are going to be able to come, some people are not. It's just another celebration that's not necessary. But you, see, you just walked in. You missed what I said. Is yeah. that it, it's it's just a party? To no, me, no, no, no. I know. I, that's difference. the part. That it, it, but it is. It it's is not though. No, because uh, it's it has. I think. I, I think. Oh, so can I? Let me just put this out there. And Kathy, you can call me incorrect if it's the case. <laughs> 
I think when you say you're having a gender reveal party, my perception is this has this isn't just a backyard barbecue. Mm-hmm. We're going to reveal to you the gender of our child. Will you be here for this hallowed moment? As opposed to Burgers and Franks, come on over. Yeah, because if it's if it's Burgers and Franks, come on over. And I'm already doing something. Like let's say I'm down the shore, right? And now I have to leave what I'm doing. To no, come up, it, you reply no to the party. Mm, I can't make it. If it's a gender reveal thing, then it doesn't it's, matter. Yeah, no, 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 no. Okay, well, Kev, let me back this up by saying, from what I've been told, this particular uh, couple, the the woman involved, the, the pregnant woman, uh, will make note of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Those who uh, did and, well, and well, did that, not show. but that's that, a different story. Then there's people like that, they, and that kind like, of person would make note of just about any party you refuse. It's some like people if, can come and some people can't. Okay, so let me ask you this: because <laughs> the the way it appears to me is that these things are as close to a baby shower or a wedding show, no. bridal shower as possible. No, that's kind of how they're presented. No. Is, is that, that your experience? No, I mean, okay. So the ones that I've been to have been more of a. Uh, so I just went to one uh, not that long ago. That You've was been to more than one gender reveal party. Yeah, sure. Okay, I've yeah, never yeah, been this, to one. I'm sorry. Yeah. This is this is a this is a, something that I'm unexperienced. Yeah, it's in. this it, is it, like it hearing that that an asteroid is yeah. bearing down on Earth. That another we have another series of parties now. We're expected yeah. to well, attend. Well, because when you, your kids are older, so when you had kids, this this didn't exist. Thank you know, God. this is like a, a newer <laughs> thing. Yeah. So, but it was a Fourth of July party, and so they said, "Come over. We're having a Fourth of July barbecue, and we're going to reveal what." what we're having, the, okay. the gender of the baby. I forgot, Kathy, you were at one of our gender reveal parties. It was when my daughter <laughs> was born. <laughs> that was, hey, the, most, that was the most fun. Yeah. <laughs> that was our gender reveal party. That's kind of really the money shot. Right. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Then are you expected to, to later on in life attend the gender confirmation party yeah. <laughs> when they get a maybe. sex change? Yeah. Gender change. <laughs> See, Kathy, I like that gender confirmation party, <laughs> right? That's a great idea. There you go. You were at a 4th of July party. That is way different. Tony's becoming Tina. Right? So my, my little brother had a, a quote-unquote gender reveal party, but it really, it was his birthday party, right? And, okay. and so they so, just did it at his birthday. So his, but his wife is from Brazil, so they were, they kind of like FaceTimed it with, his, with her family uh-huh. in Brazil. That's what I'm saying. It's they, just another party. Well, it's not... Don't I don't like think that anybody party. should feel yeah. obligated to go. If there was any type of party and you couldn't make it, you reply, okay. you say you can't go, or you reply, you say you'll be there. So I have an important question. Are, are gifts expected? No. Oh, no, we didn't bring gifts to the one that we went to. Oh, yo, yeah, no. how dare you? So, no, so because Nick, she was having a shower. Nick, yeah. I would think yeah. you'd be expected it's, to bring no, something. It's sort of like so. a, de- a de facto uh, baby shower. No, I don't. I don't, okay. I don't a, think gifts per- are expected at gender reveal. Bring all this your is a perfect thing jury, because yeah. it shows the difference in. For my thinking, it does feel to me if I get an invitation to a, a gender reveal party, I'm going to think it's along the lines of a baby shower or any one of those other type events. Now, Marissa, have and you I- been to to any? Did you do you did you think you had to bring a gift? I have not been to any yet. Okay. Thank God. How many have you been to? (laughs) Any of the ones. I've been to, I'd say a handful of them, maybe five or six of them, but um, none of them we brought gifts. Did you blow off any? Um, Because you just couldn't uh, make it? I don't know. I don't remember. Yes, I did. I did. So what was your excuse? Yeah. It was summertime. I wasn't home. Okay. It was a weekend. Our, our summers are booked. So, okay. So, don't you think, like, the, the best time for a gender reveal party would be, like, you know, uh, Sunday in November around 3 o'clock? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somewhere between 1 and 4 o'clock would be the best time. <laughs> don't you remember Marissa was so pissed because she was invited to a bridal or baby shower on a Sunday in, in yeah. the middle of football season? Yeah. Listen, yeah. 
Well, that you, that's, all, that's different, too. You have to watch for I that. Can help, I can help a lot of people out here right here. And this is just honest. And, and your friends don't want to tell you this. Yeah. They don't want to go to any party you're throwing. No. <laughs> and you don't have to go. Things of that nature. Now, if you're going to say, come on over, we're going to get, you know, we'll have a barbecue casual. Also, I think for a gender reveal party, I don't know. I, I, I'm not not knowing that this has become this this runaway train now at this point. I would think, okay, I guess you have to. Yes, I'll have to get at least a little presentable, and, right. and, and you know, are you what Bermuda shorts and flip flops or what, what? Well, okay, so right. listen, so Do you, started, don't you guys perceive it as that? Yes. But listen, it, it here. Okay, so it started as um, you know, so now you can find out what you're having. You can prepare before the baby even gets here. You know, so it started as the parents finding out. Yes, and somebody, you know, like almost like what your wife did, Preston. She put um, what she was having, the gender of the baby, in an envelope. She took it to the store. We didn't even know. We had the text at the uh, right. Uh, where where they uh, they check on the baby and find out the sex and, they, and then we we had the the clothes the appropriate uh, I forgot what the, the term to take, is to take the baby home yeah, in, yeah. right mm-hmm. so it, it's similar to that people started to do that but then they would take it to like a cake shop and they would bake a cake and it would be pink or blue on the inside and then they would bring it home and together the couple maybe a few people mm-hmm. would cut it open but what it's turned into now is the party right. where sometimes now the parent they know and they're just telling the guests that are there. Right. As opposed to the, right. them finding out right. themselves. Right, exactly, yeah. Right. There, there are some where they, they will be surprised as well. Right. You're right I wonder if, Preston, and I'm not, you know, even I'm, 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 uh, I'm examining myself. <laughs> You're looking I, within your soul. I wonder if I am perhaps a little bit jealous that I didn't get to do this, and that's why I hate them so much. Okay. Right. That's, that's, an, honest, that's right? an honest opinion. No, and, but because I can tell you why you're not, because no one wants to go to your yeah, party. Exactly. Here, but here's you know what I think. Okay. If, if, if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna create this yet another party, we need to lose on one. You know, if, if a new right. if a yes. new hallmark moment is being created, we need to get All right, rid of it. Here, you want to know what you eliminate? Yeah. The one year old baby party. Okay. Well, the kid doesn't know. The kid doesn't know. <laughs> that's a drinking party, yeah. is yeah, it? That's but, fun. but you're right for for the uh, all right for the invitees. Yeah, Jack and Jill. It's uh, literally the child's first birthday, so I I, I got to keep that one in, Steve. Uh, but I'll I'll, I'll come uh, back. Will you see this. me on the Jack and Jill? Uh, yes, yeah. or just the the, the shower shower the baby the, shower. No, no, no. The the oh. wedding shower. The wedding shower. The pre wedding wedding. Yeah, I don't need that. Wait, yeah. I'm gonna you're go to you. You're usually not invited to that. What are you complaining about? On a Jack and Jill, yeah. you yeah. are. Now, yeah, now Jack they're starting to right. do co-ed oh. wedding party. Oh, is, and yes, you are. Like I was, I, I wasn't invited to the showers, but I was invited afterwards to carry oh, all the yeah, packages. Yeah, yeah, you know what I did? You know what's the worst? I went to a little Jack Horner. Yeah. I had to sit in the freaking corner the entire evening. Oh, my God. I wasn't even allowed. Like, I wasn't. Hey, how about give me some of the food that you guys ordered? Or, you know, something you along those lines. for your wife? All of it. Well, yeah, yes, of course. You have to help. No, Mar- you don't. Marissa. Give me a sandwich for it. This is guys just complaining about yeah. what the women want to plan. Yes. We've given you our seed. <laughs> Thank you. We did our part. Yes. It's all about meeting the people you're going to see at the wedding that you might not know yet. Oh, yeah. And then you see them ahead of time. So that it's fun. Well, it's yes. a fun party. Yay. You've seen them. You know fun, them. We're please. new best friends. You know what's also fun? Sitting around. Don't, don't even. Yeah. I, I know so many women who hate baby showers. I, who just despise I do. No, listen, baby I, showers. I hate, I hate baby showers and bridal showers, too. Yeah, Marissa. me too. Uh, the last one I went to, I left for a Flyers game. I went for about 15 yeah. minutes. Um, like, how fake are they? You sit around in a circle and you go... Oh, oh, my God. oh my God! It's a little jumper. 
like you've never seen a freaking yes. The stuff is cute though. Um, <laughs> no, I've been noticing that, and I got jealous at first because I was seeing it pop up on Facebook. But like, my friends aren't inviting friends to like baptisms and things like that anymore. Yeah. yeah. You got jealous of not being invited well, to a baptism? Got to go to a gender reveal party. <laughs> baptism. Because there was that gender reveal. That was a big thing. Yeah, I thought like, oh, I'm part of your life. Am I not part of your child's life? But then, like, I, thought, I didn't invite my like, best friend, uh, my oldest friend, to my kid's baptism. They're they're atheist, you know. Dude, just went why to would an I bring them to balls yeah. Well, all right. Maybe I'm just used to like big Italians. Like yes. we had, yeah, like, we that had was a big twenty thing. inch sheet cake from Termini's yep. at our baptisms and communions oh. with a big cross was, on it. Yes. Oh, you mean the after party? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, okay. I don't want to go to church. You, yeah, you want to? <laughs> You'll burn yeah. it down. The, the all nighter. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, um, the, the but, one that's, thing- but things are just being replaced. Like she's right, though, because I've seen the same thing with baptisms and christening party. Or I mean, and um, uh, communion parties and things like that. Like they're not doing the big, huge, everybody invited, but they're doing the quick, gender reveal. Quick question, Kathy: How responsible is the baking industry for these? Hol- for these, for, you know, I mean, somebody's behind this. Yeah, all the who's big- providing the sheet cakes? Right. That's Follow the money trail. Well, cause, right? but it's not the sheet cakes anymore. It's those these big huge towers yeah. that cost five hundred dollars. Exactly. I by the way, the only good thing about gender reveal parties are the fails. And if you go to YouTube and you yeah. can watch gender reveal party fails and they are so awesome. What people getting smashed in the face yeah. with wiffle ball bats. Yeah. Like yes. What's yes. the most worthless party to be invited to? Is it would, it would it rank up there with baby shower, gender reveal party, um, uh, search party? Grad, I would say search party. Yeah. It's never Red, fun. Not a search party. I know you yeah. got it the whole time. <laughs> looking. I found the body. <laughs> Graduation party, first communion, I baptism, think, uh, engagement party, political party, engagement, oh, really? party. engagement party. Yes, that's that's my least favorite. Okay, mm. I don't think I've but never see, been to an I, engagement party. You know what? Maybe it's because I like planning these, but. If, if you're going to plan, like, if you were to come over for an engagement party or a gender reveal or whatever, I'm going to make sure that you, there's good food for you. There's going to be plenty of alcohol. We're not going to run out. You know what I mean? Like, it's Keep just... Going. Keep is, going. Is, is my couch going to be there? Is my couch no, and my TV going to be there? window? <laughs> Casey, my couch is going to be there and football is going to be on it. You know what I mean? Like, But I'm, I'm not allowed to take my shoes off and put them up on your couch. Yes, sure you are. And then put one no, of your pillows in between my legs. Steve, I love the idea of a drive through Do you have the, the filter voice? Hi, welcome to Kathy's. Uh, yes, this is going to reveal party. party. <laughs> <laughs> what can we get you? Yeah, you want an apple pie with that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just think, okay, what party would you guys like to go to? Uh, what, you kind of have to recuse yourself from this conversation because if you recall, Kathy said if she wasn't doing this for a living that she would be a party, party planner. planner. Totally. All That's right. what I'm saying. If All there's right, so a type of party that you guys would like to go to, say. To, to like, your question. A lot of it also has to be predicated on like, what level of family we're dealing with, and 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 or, you know, or or friends, dear friends, yes, you know. But there, sometimes, and not not that you know, oh, there's men, there are many people that I enjoy their company, but a lot of times, if you're like two or three levels removed, and they're having a baby reveal party, you're like, what? Then you reply no. I, but you, and you're right to do that. But out of the how many you've been invited to, how many did you want to go to of the baby of the gender reveal I, parties? I, Went because I wanted to go. They, they okay. were people what? that I was I'm, close to. I'm tired Sorry, her saying what? you just say no. You do. Sometimes you're dragged into it by your spouse. 
you have to go. Right. Then you need to take that up with her. Oh, when no. You get home. Yeah, right. No, you're right. You're right. That's this is like different. this is like talking to the cancer about the symptoms. You're you know, right. Like, you're right. Because we don't even. It's, it's like, what? Well, why didn't you just not have it? I didn't get this invitation to say no to. I get this thing and say, no, by the way, uh, uh, just a reminder, you know, um, you have something nice to wear for whatever. And <laughs> exactly. Like, that's uh, not the part. That's not a problem with a gender reveal party. That's a problem that your wife didn't come to you and say, hey, do you want to go to no, this I, party? I, I, listen, I can I can say this. I, I have no problem if, if I don't want to go. Um, <laughs> to a party. And I always I always say this to people. Listen, I get it. If you don't want, it's no problem. I will not think any, because I think you have to go many levels in to make them realize you are not offended. It's okay. It's fine. But anything like this, by my reckoning, has an air of, it'd be really nice if you could come and share in this special event. <laughs> and, and and then, you 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 know, it makes you like, oh, because no one wants to let other people down. Anyone who's, you know, has a... A sense of of uh, caring. Are there are there pregnancy announcement parties? To, that seems more exciting than a gender reveal. The I am pregnant. Well, you know what yeah, I mean? there, well, there there's special ways to do that now. Like you tell uh, the grandparents. We're going to tell whatever. the grandparents mm-hmm. on Christmas. We're going to wrap it up in a gift, and it's just going to be a picture of. Won't the baby die? Uh, no, no, no. The baby's the in picture. the belly at this oh, point. Baby's sure. not born okay. yet. Yeah, so the baby's <laughs> incubating. In the and Open up yes. that one first. <laughs> <laughs> the one with the air hole. Hurry up. Hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> Open it. <laughs> Shaking it. Baby dies. Uh, I love it. Like, uh, so, when, but when people God. don't get it, you know, like. Uh, I'm going to be a big brother, you know, kid, you know, the kid wears a shirt, you know, to a party that says, you know, big brother in waiting or something like that. I find that, ador- I find those things adorable. <laughs> you remember that? Nick didn't get it. I didn't get it. My, yes. my nephew Luke was wearing a big brother shirt. I thought he was a fan of the TV show. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me go to some phone calls. People have been on hold for a while. I'm going to go to uh, Dan. Hi, Dan. Good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Nice, Dan. What's up, man? All right, so my wife made me go to one of these, and I had to drive like three and a half hours away in New York. Oh, my God. Um, we were there for about an hour and a half, two hours. I sat at a table by myself while oh. she hung out with her friends. Uh-huh. That's brutal. Um, and so what was the actual reveal? What, what, how did they execute the reveal of the gender of the baby? So the whole time I was hoping that it would be a fail because I hate <laughs> these things. Right, yeah. Um, so it was kind of like a semi-fail where... They had it in they a truck. Had, yeah, they had like a, they had a box. <laughs> okay. And they had balloons inside of it, and they were going to open it at the same time. Okay. But like for some reason, one of them like opened it a little bit and then closed it, so everyone else saw, and they had no idea. So all the girls were cheering with their phones, taking pictures. So wait, they, was like, there was there like a pink box and a blue box, and one of them had balloons there, in it? No, there was one box, and it was just like a regular box, and you open it, and then like the balloons fly Colored out. balloons fly out. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that so cute, guys? No, it was no. really dumb. And then that's where that's where you stand up, pull back your your pea coat, and reveal that there's there are sticks of dynamite wrapped around your waist. <laughs> yeah, I wish it was it was the worst. I See, guess, here's the thing. I thank you, never, Dan. I, I, I guess it's it's a way to have a a moment at a party. There's a crescendo. There's a here it is. Yeah. It's what you've all been waiting for. Yes, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. As opposed to yeah. As opposed to like a graduation party, which is everybody coming in and saying yeah. congratulations, this has a, a moment, a surprise element to it. You know what I mean? And listen, this person thinks that you're special enough that they want you there for their special moment, and you selfish jerks 
think that it's stupid. Here's what, Now, if somebody wants to do a video of the reveal and, and send that out, I'll gladly watch it. Yeah. I, and I, I will celebrate. And, I, you know, I might even send you a nice little gift to say congratulations. And thank you for not inviting me But if you made me party. drive three hours to New York and have me sit at a table for an hour while your balloon doesn't come out of the box, there's going to be blood. <laughs> yeah, I don't need the surprise. I, I just, don't care. I just give me the data. Give hey, me the raw data me. and I'll siphon through it. Either yeah. tell me right then and there when you find out. Or, so how um, did you do this? Or we had you... intercourse. <laughs> Or when and you then, have uh, the baby, just tell me then. Like, oh, cool. That's great. What What did you name this little crap? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, either call way, him accident. <laughs> it's It's really not going to affect my life one way or the other. Uh, I'm going to go too. Can I say something to the crowd here? I don't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just <laughs> spent an hour going over the Throg's Neck Bridge. <laughs> I'm going to go to Captain. <laughs> <laughs> Captain. <laughs> Captain, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? What's up, buddy? All right. First off, nobody cares what gender your kids are. Yeah. All right. So I have a two-year-old, and I feel like I'm completely trapped in the age group where it is every other weekend. Where, And it's great. You know, people are getting married. People are having kids. But when you go to these gender reveal parties, now I'm known as the guy who does not care. So... <laughs> I'm, I'm standing there, and people are looking at me just waiting for my reaction yeah. and their reaction. Yeah, yeah. So my buddy Steve just had one, for example, and, you know, they do the ribbon, and it's all blue. It's all over the backyard, and everyone's yeah. going to have to clean it up in, like, five minutes after yeah. eight Miller lights and everything. Yeah. And I'm standing there, and I'm, and people are like, oh, I knew it was going to be a boy. You did not know. You had no idea. Oh, geez. <laughs> Harry in this way, just shut up. Yeah. <laughs> so let me let me ask. So you're you're saying like you're getting invited to a ton of these now. Oh, and dude, you guys are so right. No one will say it, but if you say no, they're gonna write it down in their phone or have it as a tablet. Thank you. Remember, yeah. Thank remember you for verifying. Ten, ten years down the road, when you guys have some sort of blow up about something, oh, and you and, did you did not go to to Lonnie's. Gender reveal party. Yeah. I feel like in like 10 years or like 20 years when you're super graduated, you're like, remember when you didn't go to the gender reveal? How dare we? Don't, we're not going to the graduation party. Yes. Scared. Right? Oh, yeah. 20 years, 18 years down the road. Oh, yeah. He didn't come to right. the yeah. You, you never cared. At, they got to look at the long game, man. You yes. got to play the long game. And, yeah. Kathy, you Listen, know that there's a scorecard. Thanks, yeah, every, okay. In every relationship we have, there's a scorecard. You no, know, see, but I'm viewing it more as just a, a, a barbecue, an everyday party where, okay, yes, if you didn't make it to the uh, the wedding, I'm going to remember that. But you didn't come to the gender reveal. That's, it's not like it, I don't know. Want I me to give you the, the perfect party. analogy? All right, so you say it's just a regular barbecue. For years and years and years, I was a hamburger eater. And my dad told me Sloppy Joe's, which I did not like, are hamburgers with the ketchup on. Well, then why don't they just call it that, Dad? <laughs> why, why did they have to create a whole new class? Why do I see mix that says Sloppy Joe mix? <laughs> it's different. Right. It's not a, ba- it's not a bar. It's, there's, there's, there's an emotional context connected to it. That is, you can blow off a bar. Like, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, hang on. This is, we made in a, in, this child was forged in a bond of love. And we want to, re, th- that carries more gravitas than, hey. 
Yeah. <laughs> Throw a couple steaks on the grill. And by the way, Kathy, like, yeah. uh, not showing up to a wedding and not showing up to a gender reveal party, that's not 1-1. One, one. You know what I mean? No, like, I know. That's uh, what I'm saying. There's a, you know, that, that's, you know, if you're, you're keeping score, not showing up to the wedding is a uh, is a 10, I'll, right? That's, yeah. that's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. I'll yeah. tell you the gender reveal the party I'll go to. Those people that you maybe work with that you don't know what gender they are. <laughs> Right? You're like Pat or Pat? Oh, my God. This weekend, we're going to tell you. I'm there. I've always wondered. That's the gender confirmation. Gender confirmation. That we do. I'm a girl. Knew it. Yeah. By the way, a couple of videos that we were showing, we were seeing the different uh, gender reveal type of uh, um, uh, mechanisms that you can do. <laughs> the ones that look cool were the cars. The cars were pretty cool. Where you put the Peel exhaust. Out. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they put they put a powder in the exhaust yeah, pipe, yeah. and it's either blue or, or pink, and then they, they start uh, doing burnouts. I drive to see that. That Uh-oh. looks pretty cool. Guys. What? Preston's starting to come around on this. No, he's not. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Not a party. I'm <laughs> no. just saying that looks pretty cool. Uh, the videos are fine. Uh, but being committed to going to one of these would suck. I've never been to one. Hang on a second. Now, John went to a gender reveal party, and he wants to reveal something about that. John, right. you're on the air. Good morning. Uh, Gadzook, guys. Gadzook, bud. What's up? So last year, I was at a gender reveal party for my cousin, mm-hmm. um, and this was a fully, you know, you need to be here. This is going to be your cousin. All my friends are going to show up, and I believe somebody in that studio also was there, Kathy. <laughs> Really? Am I being blamed yeah, for sure, it? It wasn't sure. mine. Yeah. I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying that. Who's your cousin, asked, Matt? Elizabeth. How's Elizabeth your cousin? <laughs> Lynette's my cousin. They're all my cousins. And what? And they? But see, I, that's the, that's one that I went to where it was a casual barbecue. It was hey, no, no, we're no, we're going to no, have no, a barbecue. No. Come if if you want. Let me ask you, John. Wait, hold on, John. John, 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 John he's heard about it every day since Mars been born. Wait, what did he what say? Did it he, again, John. We didn't hear you. My sister didn't show up to that to that gender reveal party, and she's heard about it every day since that. But hold on, uh-huh. I, hold on, I, because Ooh, you guys aren't going to get this, John. Who is she hearing it from? Not Elizabeth. No, from Lynette. But same, it's the same difference. <laughs> Who's it's Lynette? All the same, it's the sister. The same, it's the same thing. <laughs> Lynette's probably. So you're saying, right John, that despite what we're hearing, it's not just hey, it's a barbecue. <laughs> No, it was never, and it was never planned as just a barbecue. Hey, we're getting, we're bringing all sorts of food, and there's going to be drinks there, and we're going to have a big surprise to show. And they already knew what the baby's huh. was. Yeah, I, 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 I tend to think that. Um, I, I think we <laughs> Thanks, just John. view it differently because that I is literally the it. one that I was talking about. It was we're having a Fourth of July barbecue. Come over if you want. But he's he's saying no. What you know? He was at the exact same party, and he's saying it no. Might, it wasn't. It, it might be perception. I, I don't know. Perception's reality. Yeah. I I think um, again, you, you if you, the people that you love and you 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 know, listen, I, I, I'm thrilled if you're pregnant and you you're having a kid. That's fantastic. I, I you know, wonderful. But uh, every step of the way need not be cause for a uh, a party, a celebration. Well, or or something that you feel that you're. That you're required to go to. I know. And I don't want to have to go to anything. I don't want to go. But I mean, if you have to leave, you know, if you if if you had big plans, or if, if you're away on a vacation, you're or something doing like something, that, and, and you but you're you're kind of being guilted into it. It's it's like a for that. You don't really? want to press Do you, you want to be laying down on the floor in your suit? I don't want to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't want to go. But anyhow, uh, I just thought I'd share that story. But I, I knew there would be some pointed opinions on that, so I figured <laughs> we'd take some calls on that. All right, we need to take a break. Stay with us. 
Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate Steven Singer.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. And is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Join Casey Boy and the MMR Rock and Rollers in the Bend to the Shore Bike Tour on August 29th. Uh, the Archdiocese of Naples says that it has sent the Vatican a 1,200-page dossier uh, compiled by a male escort identifying 40 actively gay priests and seminarians in Italy. In a statement, Cardinal Crescenzio Seppe said none of the identified priests worked in Naples, but he said that he decided to forward the file to the Vatican because, quote, there remains the gravity of the cases. I tell you, that's what I'm going to read on the beach. Uh, for which those who have erred must pay the price. It's, uh, it's good summer reading. Uh, the dossier contained, uh, containing WhatsApp chats and other evidence was uh, compiled by a self-proclaimed gay escort, Francesco Magnacapra. Yay! Uh, he sa- he has told Italian media that uh, he outed the priest because he couldn't stand their hypocrisy any longer. None of the 34 priests or six seminarians was accused of having sex with minors. Uh, but this guy was quoted as saying that the... Mostly blacksmiths. In the diocesan <laughs> statement. He said, we're talking about sins, not crimes. All right. Uh, All is, right. He said, it's the latest sex scandal to uh, convulse the Italian church. And the Vatican, because last month the Vatican judge pleaded guilty in a Rome tribunal to having child porn on his computer after police were brought in when he allegedly tried to fondle someone. So, uh, but this guy's saying, no, they're just messing around and uh, that he's got proof of some sort. I also have evidence that in the 80s, many of the cardinals would not be kind and did not rewind. (laughs) (laughs) Which is also a sin. It's not a crime, it's a sin. A goat that has managed to evade Kentucky police for years has become the pet to uh, area construction workers. Police in Hardin County said the goat was dubbed Houdini by locals because it was always managing to escape before officers could show up to capture it. We call him Houdini because he's good at escaping. Uh, The animal is most frequently uh, seen around Interstate 65 and has frequently been seen balancing on a concrete barrier (laughs) at the side of the bridge on a highway. This is a talented goat. Uh Uh, Houdini even has his own Facebook page, which has more than 20,000 fans on it. 
Uh, so he's a bit of a celebrity in the area. I always thought Houdini like died doing his his act. I had no idea that he died from appendicitis. Yes. Yeah. Now, if you watch the movie with Tony Curtis, it appears as if he dies. Uh, he dies after doing a trick. Uh, some, uh, he's a Chinese in, inverted right. Right. Yeah. Uh, but no, that's somebody the case. punched him in the stomach. That did help exacerbate yep. the issue in real mm-hmm. life, but he died later on of the appendicitis. Yep. Uh, Houston police now have a person of interest in custody in connection with the shooting death of a man at a garage. The circumstances behind the shooting were unusual. Sergeant Mark Hallbrook said that there was a small party. said the victim put on a bulletproof vest. And another man who has a gun wound up shooting him. It's unusual, but these things happen sometimes. Well, let's try this thing out. Uh, that's kind of what it yeah. was. And, and ah! this this happens so often, it's ridiculous. Mary Washler wasn't at the party, but she's the longtime girlfriend of the man police are talking to. She said he went there to sell his friend a flak jacket. Uh, and uh, she said it's so bad because he didn't know the gun was loaded. She identified her boyfriend as 39-year-old Jason Griffin. She said uh, that he told her that he went to sell his friend the bulletproof vest, according to... What she said, Griffin told her. He even asked, brother, do you want me to cinch that up for you? Uh, but they were playing this stupid game going around, and he said, shoot me. And when Griffin Griffin didn't think there was anything in it, he did, and he tried to take the vest off and save him. Jeez. Uh, police said that he left the scene. Uh, I have her, to go. Uh, said, <laughs> I must leave uh, now. Oof, I think Look I left the, the iron on. Uh, Warsler said that he returned to Rosenberg earlier this morning, shaken and afraid, and uh, he is being held in that, so don't don't put it on and test it. That's just not smart. Uh, if you're going to promise a cheese festival, the one thing you really need is cheese. I think so. But organizers of an event in England are now offering refunds after running out of the smelly stuff. Where's all the cheese? They. <laughs> I specifically came here to have some cheese. <laughs> it's an uh, obnoxious crowd. <laughs> They've been hit with complaints on social media with people calling yeah, it. For five hours, come here to have my cheese. I show you some goddamn cheese. <laughs> they got crackers. There people... <laughs> what am I going to do with that? Cracker with no cheese. People were calling it a shambles, with only with one simply saying, "Hmm, was expecting more cheese, or at least some cheese." The weather is being... no goddamn cheese. It's the worst cheese festival I've ever been in. The weather is being blamed for some traders being unable. It was what's good weather for cheese? To get to the Oh, sorry, was the weather too inclement for the cheese? The Big Cheese Festival. That's oh, what it's you, called. you know, you could put some saran wrap over it. The Big Cheese Festival had promised a plethora of the finest international cheesemakers and mongers showcasing their amazing cheeses. But for the, some of those who paid $30 to get in, there simply weren't enough of those mongers. Where are the mongers? Following the complaints, the Big Cheese Festival has put out a statement on its Facebook page saying it's just as disappointed as our, as yourselves. We're all very sorry about the cheese interface. <laughs> yeah, I hope there would be cheese at the Cheese Festival. <laughs> and the event was disrupted by... Despite the, our best wishes, there was actually no cheese at the Cheese Festival. <laughs> We're hoping the Wine Festival will be a lot more successful. By uh, the adverse weather condition, they said. Organizers say they're now offering a 50% discount to next year's event to anyone who bought a ticket. I'm the only one that really thinks this is hilarious, but I'm sorry. <laughs> just to have a cheese festival sounds cheese, yes. it's just totally counterproductive. Where's the cheese? Where's the cheese? <laughs> I came down from Manchester to have some goddamn cheese. <laughs> I show up, I got my crackers, I got my bib. What no happened? cheese. No cheese. 
Okay. No, even cottage cheese. All right, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap with one more story. I'm going home. How about this one? I've, I've sat on this for a couple of days. I should have gotten to it ahead of time. Man and woman in a New York City suburb were arrested Friday after the woman allegedly dumped a container of popcorn on a two-year-old while talking, well, who had talked during the movie. <laughs> Authorities arrested Carrie Carmen and Charles Carmen, who were both charged with endangering the welfare of a child. With popcorn? Uh, yeah. The t- a 28-year-old mother had uh, taken her young daughter to a movie theater in Long Island when the little girl asked for some popcorn. A woman sitting next to the girl allegedly verbally attempted to quiet the two-year-old. The girl's mother told the woman not to talk to her daughter, at which point the woman allegedly started screaming and cursing at the pair before covering the little girl's mouth with her hand. Uh, the woman then allegedly proceeded to dump popcorn over the two-year-old's head and hit her with the empty container. By the way, this is the second Long Island story for today. <laughs> yes. Whoa. Starting to move up in the ranks, Kathy. Yeah, it's kind of like Watch Florida out, now. Florida. <laughs> the little girl reportedly started to cry, and the woman and the man she was with uh, reportedly took off from the theater. A doctor examined the two-year-old afterwards and said she her head hurt and uh, had determined that she did have a contusion. So they mm. managed to get these two, which are they're idiots. All right, and that is what I have for you in the Bizarre File for now. We'll be back in a second. Lesson question and more on the way. Live Hotel Philadelphia presents M. M. Barbecue. Saturday, September 25th at BB&T Pavilion. And now, through August 31st only, you can pre-order your MMRBQ concert shirt at the WMMR.com rock shop. Guaranteed delivery before the show. Featuring Jane's Addiction, The Offspring, and Cheap Trick. Plus, every ticket gets general admission for the first five bands. Dirty Honey. Dorothy. Wolfgang Van Halen, Aaron Jones, and Foxtrot and the Get Down. MMRBQ 2021. From 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Presented by Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. In the heart of South Philly. Game on. I am, well, we all are very excited to have our next guest in the studio. I'm going to geek out pretty hard <laughs> in a moment, and I hope not to embarrass him too much. Please welcome, of Simple Minds, Mr. Jim Kerr. Yeah. To the very kind of you. Thank you very much. A real pleasure to be here. And by the way, Jim Kerr, I believe, is actually how you pronounce your last name, correct? You got it right. In Glasgow, they would say that. In Glasgow. Here, they say more kind of Kerr. 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 Which is nice, <laughs> but uh, we're a bit hard on the E, Kerr. It, it reminds you where you are, I guess, when you hear your name pronounced a certain way. Well, my mother's favorite actress was Deborah Kerr. Oh, it's oh, a good okay. choice. So, nice yeah. Uh, there you go. I would like to, I'm going to start by throwing a lot of love your way. Um, I, um, your performance, and, and I'll get right to the song that, that broke the band in the United States, Don't You Forget About Me. Your performance of that particular song means so much to me. Um, 1986, around that range, uh, was when I was uh, a senior in high school. The Breakfast Club, the film had come out, and it just spoke directly to a person like me. The song was such a huge part of the emotional impact of that film, and it has now become my my almost... It, it's so, uh, it's tangible, the emotion that I feel right. when, I, when I hear the song, it takes me back to that time in my life that was so important in my own personal development. I'm actually getting a little choked <laughs> up here when I'm talking. And and you were, 
your your the passion in your voice. Now, I'm probably going to use overuse the word passion as we talk to you, Jim, because that's how I always categorize your your vocal style. You're singing very very passionate, and at that time, it rose above a lot of the other things that were on the radio at the time. And so, number one, I want to thank you, and I know that song wasn't written by you or your bandmates, but I think what you did with it. Uh, just went above and beyond the and performance. Sur- surpassed what that song really was. Well, it's an honor to have any song that means so much to people, but particularly with that song, we are aware in the States, actually elsewhere, that that song and the movie meant so much not only to that generation, but amazingly subsequent generations mm-hmm. as well seem to have. It still seems those John Hughes movies, he really hit a nerve and um, I know what you mean in the sense that, you know, I'm a music fan as well, and there's still... It's an amazing thing with music. Even more than film, I think, and photographs, you hear certain songs, and it's, it takes you back to a place. It takes you to the very emotion. Most definitely. And, and uh, you know, there are certain songs that do that for me. I can actually... For me, it was always radio in my mother's house. There's certain songs I hear, I can actually feel the... We called it for Micah table. This cheap, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This cheap breakfast table because you know the radio was there. We uh-huh. listened to radio breakfast as everyone does here. Yeah, and there's certain songs I can actually feel. Uh, you know, I'm right at the table, and I get a little teary about that as well. Oh it's, my God, it's so, it, so, it's so yeah. true. It's so yeah. powerful. And and you and, and and I'm curious. Here here I am a chance to meet <clears> you and say <throat> thank you in person and so forth. And you've had a, a tremendously successful career. Have you ever had a chance to speak to someone a la a David Bowie and say, that song meant so much to me? And do you feel a little odd saying that? Because I feel, I know you've heard it so many times, yeah. and, and, I, and I don't know if it gets old to you or not, and I feel a little embarrassed that I'm saying all this to you. Well, you bet. I mean, whenever, I'm, I'm not cool when I meet people that have <laughs> meant a lot to me, whether it's sports stars or right. rock stars or whatever, or movie. I just go up and say, you're amazing. I mean, you know, <laughs> but it's, I mean, some of them kind of don't want to talk about it or something. Have yeah. you ever found that? Where, where, where well, you've yes, to, yeah, you get you, that. You, and someone just kind of went, yeah, whatever. Well, and it, it's confusing to it. It is confusing when, yeah. that, when that happens. Well, but. Yeah. We've talked about this, uh, Jimmy. Can, it, it's, it's sort of a liability when you meet people who have meant a lot to you, or you, yeah. you know, yeah. and then you, and then we use the phrase, they were them. They were exactly who you wanted them to be. Yeah. And it's like the ultimate when you get the person you hope they would yeah. be. Not, not everyone can be that. Or some people, you know, sort of, sort of have sort of a, a jaded view, or they'll kind of yeah. frown upon what got them to the dance. Or oh, they're self-conscious or Self-con- something. Right, and, and for whatever reason. Yeah. And, and you'd almost rather keep the illusion than yeah. the actual reality. But when yeah. they do sync up yeah. and you get both, it's fantastic. Well, I can talk about both for a minute. Because yeah. as, as some of you might know, I was married to Chrissy Hines. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Chrissy's the greatest. I mean, she's just the greatest. Well, her, her the uh, her, I'll Stand By You, is my, that's my wife. That's mm-hmm. our wedding song, yeah. You guys now share a, a grandchild together. We do, indeed. Yeah. And yet Chrissy, for, and she would she be the first to say, when anyone goes up to her in the street and goes, wow, Chrissy, you know, she kind of goes right in her shell and yeah. she, she kind of doesn't know what to say. And it comes across as being cold. Mm-hmm. And then she will regret that for the rest of the week. Genuinely, she'll say, oh, I met that person. And they must think, well, I won't tell you what yeah, she no. says. But, <laughs> but, but she doesn't mean it. Like, she just gets kind of, whereas Charlie Burchill, my songwriting partner and guitar player in Simple Minds, we were beyond fortunate last week in New York because we had a night off, and I'm sure you're aware Springsteen was playing in Broadway, and and so cool. Just to get tickets to see the show was was enough to be 20 yards from him where he's 
standing with an acoustic playing Bond a run and the spit was almost touching us. <laughs> in fact, we were running towards it. <laughs> uh, um, and then afterwards, uh, we we didn't know this. Afterwards, as we were about to leave, someone came out and said, oh, you know, uh, John Landers, Bruce's manager, would let you go back. And I'm sure no one will be surprised to hear me say that, you know, Bruce was just amazing. Yeah. I mean, he was just, he just wanted to talk about music and, 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 and he wanted to talk about a book that he'd written, of which the show is based on, of which we've all read. Uh-huh. And it was great to have someone as comfortable. You love that. Did did he relay any particular level of, uh, of uh, did he, was he citing some of your work? Because he clearly, you know, you... Well, he's so, you know, he's so generous. He, yeah. he, we had played in New Jersey the night before. Okay, I, I think John had told him that, and and we played. So it was more in his hood, and yeah. he had just spent time on stage saying how he had a love hate with New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All he wanted to do was get out of there. Hence, Bond to run and all that. But um, of course, he's still there. Um, but he knew we'd played, and he was asking about the band and all that stuff. We we have a few a few friends in common. Steve Van Zant. We, mm. we did a lot of thing with uh, a lot of things with Steve back back in the day. And the Sun City, yeah, yeah the Sun City yeah, yeah. thing, and also Jimmy Iovine, who who produced Bon Bon Run. Uh, he just produced the track that you played there, Alive and Kicking. And so, you know, we we uh, we'd met Bruce before as well. So I, I, I I think, and it's the the truth that the people who, you know, we lo- I love. When directors, film directors come in here and they're fans of other directors, I, I, yeah. because you clearly have, you just at a core have a passion for music. That's right. So you are, you are a yeah, fan yeah. of other musicians. Yeah. And I think that informs your ability to be a great musician, you know? I, I would think so. I would yeah. think, you know, I, I think to do, if you're in love with something, you know, it must be... Listen, if you've got a job that you love, yeah. no matter what that job is, you've won the lotto because mm. we know what it's like if you don't like your job. Yes. So if you're passionate about it, I mean, even today we're going to go along to the theatre half past four this afternoon. We're going to work on other stuff, track, you know, songs that we want to bring into the, the set as the tour progresses. That's great. What I was chopping and changing. I'm excited about that. And it's only a sound check. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask about, uh, Jim, yours and Simple Minds' uh, history in Philadelphia. You played Live Aid here. From what I understand, you were the first band that was approached to play the Philadelphia show? Well, certainly I remember getting the call from Geldof at the time. And um, it was amazing. You know, it was a great honor to be asked. And, of course... Um, although obviously we're from the other side of the pond yeah. at the time, the song that you mentioned, uh, "Don't You Forget About Me," had was really climbing high in the Billboard charts. And Bob said, "You know, you got to do it in Philadelphia." Mm. We were only too too happy. We were en route anyway to to uh, come here and record. But I don't think we were any of us were aware that all these years later that. It, you know, in terms of rock and roll anyway, it's still the historical event as our yeah. generation's Woodstock is. Yeah. Jo- uh, Joan Baez, I think, alluded to that when sure. she opened. She, yeah. she, that was her. Um, but when you see now, even now when I see the numbers that were there in the stadium, the stadium's not longer, no, no, no longer no there. Longer yeah. Was, um, was that day fairly chaotic? And the, and the way you would expect, I mean, I was, I, I was talking outside, I mean... Um, Everyone was was there, you know. I mean, it was a whole. The great thing was, <laughs> I brought across my my dad. Oh wow! He, he'd never been in the states before, 
And we set off. He was wearing a bright yellow Scotland T-shirt. So I thought, how can you lose him? He's wearing a bright yellow. They said, what do you mean, how can you lose him? 120,000 people out there. But I saw him because he was wearing this. The bright yellow Scotland T-shirt. Uh, yeah. yeah. And he, he said to me, come here, come here. I want to introduce you to this guy. I want to introduce you. Who's here? Now, you think, you know, Madonna was there and yeah. Turner and Mick Jagger and all that. And we went round. And there was this guy sitting on his amplifier just strumming away. Yeah. <laughs> Total dignity. <laughs> Bo Diddley. Ah, oh, Bo Diddley. And my dad said to wow. me, Bo Diddley, if it wasn't for him, there would be no live. Legendary, yeah. You know, yeah. There would be no rock and roll. If it wasn't for these guys, and of course he was right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, memories like that come That's to the forefront. You mentioned Jimmy Irene, and uh, I, I saw the special on HBO about him, uh, The Defiant Ones, and he talked about uh, producing Born to Run and how frustrating it was because Bruce was such a perfectionist when it came to putting that record and eventually somebody had to tell Jimmy, it's not your record, Jimmy, it's Bruce's. Let <laughs> Bruce do what he needs to do. Uh, what was it like for you guys working with him? I mean, we've been so lucky. We worked with Jimmy, Bob Clearmountain, Trevor Horn, Steve, Steve Lillyway, all these people. But Jimmy was... Jimmy just said this way. It's funny because I can tell the jury was out. Some of the people around us didn't quite get Jimmy. Really? Because Jimmy was a, he was more a kind of ringmaster. He, he couldn't go in and tell you technically what was wrong or what was right. It was all feel. And he had a great kind of meter on him with that. That feels great. That's where, where you should be. But he made you, he made you feel great. And if you felt great, then you're going to perform. He gave you confidence. And, and, and I, I, in some ways, we've never met anyone like Jimmy in, in that, that sense. He would be, you know how in sports you get a coach, I say this, that make journeymen mm. believe they're much better than, than they are? <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Jimmy did that to us. It would seem yeah. like some producers are more musicians and some guys are more uh, directors And, yeah. and when, it, when yeah. it comes to instructing yeah. a band. And he seems like yeah. more the director kind. I'll tell you a funny story about it, and this is the way he is too, because alive and kicking, we had, we'd put together the demo. See, we're all a bit we were all a bit weirded out with the successor, don't you forget about me, because it started, it became this kind of colossal thing, the movie and MTV, and it was, everyone was all over it. It was just a confluence of things going on, yeah. And Jimmy was like, you know, what are you going to do to follow it up? <laughs> <laughs> it's a monster, it's a monster, what are you going to do, you know? And we were like, I don't know, relax, we'll come up with something. And and so we came up with this, basically, the, the structure for Alive and Kick, and he's like, that's great, that's great, that's great, that's great, you know, like, you get it down get that's, that's going to be amazing and we all felt that but i had done a, a a guide vocal kind of sketch lyrics yeah that i meant to come back and finish off and the first line and it's you know you 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 turn me on so i got to do it for real and i change the line to something else and he goes hang on a minute hang on Where's you turn me on? I said, you can't sell it. You turn me on. I'm not, I'm not, that's terrible. I'm not, that's garbage. I, you turn me on. I, 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 won't be, I won't be able to go home to Glasgow if I sing that. People will just rip the out of me. And he went, you're going to change that? And I said, yeah. And he went, my wife loves it. All, all Vicky's friends love it. Everyone loves it. You you can't change it. I said, I'm changing it. And he goes, he starts taking out his car keys and his house. He says, here, take them because I'm going to lose my house here. You're, you're going to cost me a fortune. You're going to cost me a fortune. You're going to cost And he was kind of half serious. Yeah. 
So it stayed. Uh-huh. And, 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 and it kind of works. It works. It works, <laughs> it works as long as I don't think about it. But it's funny because, it, you you know, you as the artist are, are going to be hypercritical. Or, or it, and it's, some, it's something that we have to think about, even, even on our level of just doing yeah. what we do. Yeah. You know, uh, like program directors or whatever, listen with different ears. Yeah. And it, the hardest thing, I think, and probably what distinguishes a good producer who has yeah. who is able to produce hits, yeah. listens as the consumer hears it. Yeah. Well, I just, I, in my head, if you're Marvin Gaye, you can sing You Turn Me On. <laughs> right. If you're some little white nerdy guy from Glasgow with, with freckles gone, you turn me on. It's creepy. Uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, but not according to you. Were, you were a tad bit nerdy, a bit nerdy, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, That's right. Chrissy Hines seems like when you guys got together, I remember thinking, wow, she's like the leather rock chick. And this guy, that's kind of wild. Bit off a bit more than I could chew. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but you got to give me kudos for... Thumbs da- up. For daring to dance. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I, I want to, while, while I have you here, I want to throw a name out and give some love to somebody who may not, you may not know the name. His name is Mel Gaynor, and Mel is a drummer uh, for Simple Minds. And so I, as a young teenage drummer, immediately, outside of your vocals, and as I said, the passion that you brought uh, to the uh, the melodies was fixated on what a fantastic drummer this guy is. Oh, he's amazing. I'm he's telling incredible. you. And, and I'm going to play a little clip of, of Don't You Forget About Me because I think it is one of the sexiest lead-ins to a hook of any song that's ever been played. It's right before the la-la-la-la part. Man, does he kick it in right now. This song wouldn't be the same without yeah. it, I don't think. Right here. Just brilliant. Wow. Just brilliant. It just brings it all the way home. Preston, you said I was a little nerdy. You were looking, <laughs> looking a little nerdy there when you were doing you, you, do, you. you saw my air drumming. <laughs> we all have to I think it's from the stage when you look out at that. The whole front row kind of goes. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! yeah. Air drumming. No, but he did this thing. He does uh, these double crashes uh, on, on the cymbals, which uh, he and Stuart Copeland were kind of the only guys doing yes. it at the time. Stuart's brilliant as Oh, he's well. phenomenal. Yeah. And I just, and, he, and and Mel did it a lot. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure his name was mentioned because that's No, he's amazing. Play. However, I have to say, the girl who's playing with us just now, Chorizo say. Mm-hmm. She's already been voted in the top five drummers. No the, kidding. you got to see, I mean, Sharice is tiny. Yeah. And there's a lot of women playing drums is great, but the power. Okay. The power drummer? I mean, just she, she's like the size. She sounds like John Bonham. Mm. I want to ask you um, with, with your, your sound, because you, you, you mostly, would you describe yourself the earliest iteration of the band as more of a punk band? Well, we came out of that. I yeah. mean, we six months prior to Simple My Starting, we were in this this band called Johnny and the Self Abusers. I love that name. I, it was all downhill after that. <laughs> I, I love the name as well. And the best thing about the band, I mean, if you think of the whole punk ethos, um, they recorded one single and split up the day the single was <laughs> released. I mean, that's that's pretty punk. There you go. But we, yeah, we do. I mean, actually, we grew out of in Glasgow. We grew out of everything: prog rock, rock, whatever, Motown music. But certainly that punk thing when it happened in '77, that was the thing that became the catalyst for kids to believe but your sound even you i remember you you could easily instantly tell your sound it and i i would without saying it's to me the way you can tell phil Spector, a big sound a big it is and, yeah. and to come from what is a sparse format to that to that 
is, yeah. is, is a big jump. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, um, uh, your DNA, you know, it's just there. Sometimes right. It's hard to know where it came from. Right, you just, just let it go. That's, yeah. your, that's your trademark. That's your thing. Those 1980s were, were a wonderful time in music because there was a, there was a, 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 a bridge uh, of, of music. There, there, that there was a gap. So, so you guys kind of fell into this thing that was called New Wave at the time. Yeah. Um, and, and I remember my friend, and I'm, I, I couldn't have you here without mentioning my friend Tim. He, he and I were both into Rush and Van Halen and Ozzy Osbourne and Judas Priest and all this stuff. And we were just rockers to the core. And you guys came along, and I liked some of the new wave uh, stuff as well. I mean, I was a fan of what Duran Duran was doing and some others. And my friend Tim just couldn't get past your vocal style, and I had to sit him down with your music. And I go, <laughs> I can't get past that. <laughs> but I, because you've got this kind of breathy style that that you bring to the to the uh, the forefront. And and once I told him, I'm like, this guy's singing with emotion. I'm like, yeah. listen to this. It's not just straight out screaming his head off. He's he's taking some vocal chances here. And after that, it, Tim told me he, he talked to me years later. He's like, you know what? You don't realize this, but you kind of changed my appreciation for another kind of music. I talked him into it. You. <laughs> Thank Thank you. Him into it. Did you sit him down and say, breathy, breathy vocals, this is your guy? Yeah. <laughs> if you want. I'm going I'm I'm to put that on my, I'm going to put that on my business card now. <laughs> Jim Kerr. Breathy, breathy vocals. The Mitzvah's yeah. birthday parties. <laughs> you want breathy vocals? I'm your guy. That's great. Oh, God. That is too funny. When when that time when you guys hit when you went from a band who was uh, who was really uh, struggling to not necessarily struggling but you're creating an audience slowly 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 this this rise and rise and rise and then boom you hit and all of a sudden you're the toast of the town what is that an immediate switch did you guys notice things right away as soon as you had top hit records well you know when obviously in the states. The whole thing with the Breakfast Club and Don't You, it took us through the door and, and at the big league. However, other you know other countries we had records we had records put out earlier, so we had we had and you had hit number one a couple of times uh, in other countries. Yeah, yeah, we did. So there was a, you're never really ready for it, but there was a growing. You know, there was yeah. uh, there was um, a momentum. But um, no, I think um, uh, it was. It was hell of exciting, to be honest. I don't think we would have admitted then, but it was also a little, little scary, yeah. you know, because suddenly you're banned. And I, I don't mean this, anyone should feel sorry for us, but there's a point you realize your band is not just your band anymore, you know. The, the, there's an industry around your band. Your band becomes an industry in itself. There's a lot more people involved and all that. And that's great, but you, you're... You're learning on the hoof, and then when you're learning on the hoof, you're bound to make some mistakes. Even now, I look back and I think, oh, well, should have looked at that differently or whatever. But um, but that's life in general. Well, that yeah. Listen, you're right. Tomorrow yeah. morning, I'll feel that. I'll look back on the gig tonight and think. Hopefully, think that was great. But I know how we can make that better. Right? Sure. And, and that's a sort of micro. And once you once you stop doing that, what's the reason to? Yeah, you know, you're always looking to. There to excel, to, yeah. There, there yeah. you go. Yeah, no, it was, it was, um, it, it was amazingly exciting. And it's even now I laugh and I'll tell them tonight. You know, you <laughs> go round and I'll get in a taxi or something. The guy'll say, "What are you doing?" And I'll say, "Oh, what band you in?" And he say, "Oh, I love your band. Your band's incredible." Don't you forget about me that played it at my wedding, and you're my favorite band. I go, do you know, 
Do you know any other songs now? Go, uh... ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, doesn't that tick you off? No, it doesn't. Good. Because if someone even likes one of your songs, you should feel honored. I was going to ask that very question. You guys have had 18 albums, I believe. Mm. And, and I was wondering if that is an ego bruise or not, that most people know three to four songs out of that entire catalog of music. Who are you to... Tell anyone what they should be listening to. If there's even one song they like, thankfully there's a few people that like mm-hmm. a ton more than one. I read I read a quote from mm-hmm. Rod Stewart the other day, who's currently working on a new album, and and he had said, uh, you know, he's like, I- I've stopped trying to write tonight's the night and do you think I'm sexy and things like that. Right now, I'm basically writing songs for me, and some people are going to like them. Uh, it's not my time to sell 20 million records anymore. And and he's just in a place where he's just happy because he likes to create music, and that's that's actually the, that's the best place. I mean, honestly, if you know, to be able to be doing what you're doing when you consider all the bands that that, and to have a loyal fan base that's com- coming through through the years. Mm. Uh, the, the odds of that occurring and that's literally lightning in a bottle i mean you you know you it's 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 just a, it's an impossible thing and yet it's you have it you hit the nail on the head yeah. steve i mean you you mentioned earlier that you've worked together for 20 years yeah congratulations thank for that. you thank you we um in february past we celebrated 40 years from our first gig 40 years 40 years and people ask us you know Go back, you know, yeah. try and put yourself in, in, in the head that you had, your young head that you had, and can you remember what you wanted out of this? Right. You? And I do clearly remember what we wanted out of this, and it was it was fairly minimal, beyond our dreams, but fairly minimal. We wanted to be in a great live band, yeah. and we wanted to take it around the world. And here we are 40 years later, still getting the chance to deal with that challenge and 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 it's been an amazing life doing that everything else that's happened the ups and downs and the the high points and the low points are, and and the rewards that have come and all that they're all the extras yeah that's still the fundamental thing we 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 still want to do it's wonderful to hear that and yeah. we'll bring that that's what we'll bring tonight you know minutes before we go on stage we won't be thinking about the this sale and the that not sale and what was we'll just be wanting to go out and prove ourselves as a great live band when we go on excellent i loved seeing you guys uh get together for the um it was the first time i'd seen you in a while it was it at the oscars where they did that or i believe sorry we did the billboard yeah 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 yeah. because they had the cast of uh come out and that had to have been really cool yeah it was amazing they they looked like they were having a blast i hadn't heard you in a while and you the, the i was it sounds phenomenal so tonight's show should be great we're going at it. We're having a great tour. This is we can't believe we're getting a chance to come back. This is our first extensive tour of the states for a long, long time. Yeah. We're about a week and a half in, and you know, people are just going mental every night. I oh, love it. So. Excellent, Jim. It's an honor to meet you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks all, right. all of you. Our Appreciate pleasure, you. Jim Carr, guys. Steve Show. We're going to take a quick break and be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Podcasts. Oh, yeah. MMR's got them. There's the Fun Size and Bizarre File editions, along with Preston and Steve full show podcasts, plus the MM Archives podcast and more. Click podcasts on WMMR.com. Hey, I had, I had a story that uh, that keys off of uh, teachers, and I thought this was kind of interesting. Uh, this is out of, where is this? Somewhere in the south. I think it's in the... Uh, is it Florida? No, it's North Carolina. Uh, yeah, a teacher at uh, Northeast Carolina Preparatory School in Tarboro, North Carolina, 
had apparently uh, punished uh, one of their students. By punish, I mean making them write a phrase over yes. and over and over and over again. A la Bart Simpson. Because he called her ma'am. <laughs> ma'am? Yes, ma'am. And she didn't like it. And, uh, and wow. so he had to write the word ma'am numerous times. Aww. Uh, his teacher asked him to write it. He told his mother... Uh, um, that uh, she had to, that he had to return this with the parents' signature after he repeatedly called her the word despite being told not to do so. Okay, well, if she told him not to, then yeah, he completed his assignment during class hours, which made his mom worry that maybe it had interfered with some of school, you know, schoolwork. Yes, uh, according to uh, <clears throat> mom, uh, Mrs. Wilson, the teacher also told uh, the young boy that if he, uh, if she, or the girl, if she had something. Uh, she would have thrown it at him. I'm sorry, said to the boy. So she, if she would have had something, she would have thrown it at him. Uh, after the the mom signed the paper, she had uh, also had the boy write down the definition of ma'am, which is a term of respectful or polite address used for a woman, <laughs> according to Oxford Dictionaries. There's some people that hate being called ma'am, and my I hate it. My wife call, uses ma'am as a sign of respect when she's on the phone with someone asking for help. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, Thank ma'am. You, ma'am. It you is, know? and and especially as you start to go south, you're going to find it is a respectful way to refer yeah. to people. Maybe she's younger and well, she that, doesn't want to feel old. Yeah, or that's a, like that's that. how I see it. I see it as an older woman. So when somebody, I remember the first time somebody, uh, he was a kid, uh, probably a high school kid, called me ma'am, and I was like. I mean, I didn't tell him, don't call me that, but it made me feel old. It's not. Did he just say ma'am? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, I never. <laughs> was it the word that set the teacher off, or was it the fact that the kid was repeating it over and I over? I don't know. Okay. Well, it had, to be, it had to be the initial thing graded on her because right. she asked him to stop saying it. Yeah. But if he's used to saying it as a sign of respect right. to, yeah. you know, like somebody in an authoritative manner, like, then you just got to get that flag out of your butt and get over it. Right, Press? I would think so. Yeah, get the flag out of your butt. Yeah. Did I say that one day? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I had forgotten. Uh, but we use uh, the word ma'am and sir in my house when you are being asked to do something or being told or reprimanded. Yes, sir. We, we get yes, sir, or yes, ma'am. And that's <clears throat> of my wife's tutelage. She makes sure that yeah. if, if my kids are talking to me in response of something where it's, you know, I'm being a parent and uh, th- they might say yes, and then she'll correct them to say yes, sir, to me, yeah. or yes, ma'am, to her. Wow. Listen, yeah. listen, I'm down with that. I think that's awesome. I, I, I was walking, I was hiking around the area, you know, uh, maybe on Friday, said hello to this this young feller, probably 13 or 14. Uh, uh, how, how are you? How's it going? Very well, sir. Yeah! That's yeah! Nice. Yeah! yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it's a kid, title. It's a kid, title. We're not This doing. kid walk along, you know, that you, you, come with me. I want to show other people what you just did because it was so good. It's a title you've earned. Yeah. I earned it! Now, listen, when I was in high school, <laughs> I got in similar trouble and had to write down, uh, actually on the chalkboard, I called my math teacher Dude. Oh. Um, but like father do not no no I was a mister oh. um but I didn't even know what I had called him because I he was you know questioning about something I was like I don't know dude it's like uh, blah 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 and he's like what, what did you just call me and I was like I don't know what did I just call you I, I have no idea like yeah what, what did I just say uh, let me think about that ass hat <laughs> what did you say <laughs> hey here's a text that says women should know better than to call other women ma'am I joke that they're traitors. Uh, and then she writes, it's well known that most women don't like it. 
What do you mean? How do you know that? Because the maybe, that extensive maybe amongst, survey she took. Yeah, exactly. Maybe amongst a, a handful of your friends or something. But what do you mean most yeah, women? Yeah, but I, see, I would agree with that. But how do you know most women? Uh, because anybody, I mean, anyone that I know, it's not like I took a survey, but anyone I know would agree. That it's got to be everyone. Yeah, and and you know what? Here's the thing, too. I think it's, no, but I, th- I do, like you said, it's regional. Do you know what I mean? It's, it, or, or like, I can see the, that. Kathy. In the South, yes, they do that. They're here, not as much. But, I, but I've, I've born and bred, you know, Northeast, and, and and man to me was always a sign of respect. And I, I would say man. Or maybe an old, is it an older thing? Like it, you I know, don't know. Like it, I don't know. I just you keep uh, going back to old. No, um, the, 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 the standard people. thing would be pretty good, ma'am. Wouldst thou take us me? But here's yeah. the deal. I think it's all about intent. And if you yeah. hear someone saying it as a clearly as a sign of respect, yes. you should understand that well, they're just being polite. Yes, of course. I'm not going to get mad at them, but it doesn't make me like it. It's still right. I still I think it's don't like it. Yeah, no, I don't. Oh my gosh, darn bit. Okay, on my activities list. Oh God. Uh, no, I, I listen. And if it rings to your ear and you don't like it, you can simply say, "Oh, it's okay. You don't have to call me, ma'am, or I'll punch you in the throat." Yeah. yeah. I, uh, listen, as a, as a joke, when Bob Dodge is at my house. Yeah. You call him, ma'am? No, I had all of my kids call him Mr. Dodge, <laughs> and it just got, and every single time they said it, it just got funnier and funnier, but, you know, listen, you're you're older, and the kids are younger, and there's a certain, like, uh, amount of respect that's supposed to be given, but it's also, it's, it's. Uh, it's the, uh, the older person's, uh, whatever they want the kid to call them, that's what they call them. Right, you know what? I and I remember one time. This is before we started working here, and I uh, had run into Pierre on a few of occasions and knew him casually through the world of radio. And I think I had called him sir a couple of times. Yeah, I'd gotten word back that he didn't like that. And I had done it as in I will call even people younger than me, sir. Like, thank you, sir. Yes. Hey, hey good to see you, sir. You know, and I, I do it, all the time. It's not me saying you yes, know, sir, yes, sir. I respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not that. Yes, sir. We'll do, sir. It's uh, oh, do you well, write well, it? Thank you, sir. Good to see you, sir. Do you write it as well? Because I will. Sure. I do Absolutely. all the time. And texts and, yes. and emails. Yep. And a thank you, kind sir. You know, it's just kind of a fun thing. Yes. Uh, but some people see it as uh, makes them feel old, maybe. Or, or but you, Kathy, now that you're 40, it's okay, right? <laughs> no, I can understand on, on some level. Like, for example, there are certain things that just like that, uh, that maybe. There's the implication that the per- the person needs to feel subordinate to you or not, whatever. Like when people open doors for me, it's just something that, that uh, you know, well, here the interns know a lot of times that you don't need to open up the door for me. You, I'm not better than you, you yeah. know. Um, and so I can see just whatever people may have these things that great against them. But ma'am, again, on a basic level, has always been a term of respect. Well, another thing you just mentioned, like, um, you know, maybe Jace's friends calling me Miss Kathy or Mrs. Kathy. I don't like that either. I'm not offended by it, but just Would call you me want Kathy. Them, all right, Kathy. So you yeah. you don't want to be Mrs. Uh, Romano? No, or? I don't need. No, I don't need to be. I, I think Kathy is fine. See, some see, people I, want that, and some people don't. I, like I, I, I see think that it's as adorable. a teacher. I, I love it. I love it. Uh, the uh, our neighbor's uh, uh, kid is adorable, Mr. Steve. Mr. Steve. Yeah, it's cute. I, I love. I love it. It's so cute. I wouldn't be offended if he called me Steve, but I think it's a it's a wonderful little additional thing. It's. I mean, growing up, my neighbor across the street, it was Joe, was yeah. the husband, and then Mrs. Snell. You know, so but then you go like uh, one, two, three doors down, and it was Kathy, and then Mr. Myers. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, it's I didn't make the call on that. Personal you know, preference. It was, yeah. it was their personal preference. That's fine, Marissa. I am agreeing with you one hundred percent on all of this, Kathy. I hate the ma'am. It makes you feel old, and then it's the miss that weirds me out. It's my sister-in-law's 
niece, so her brother's daughter. I, I, I love them all, but she calls me Miss Marissa. And I think that's so weird. It's, I, like, I feel like her teacher. Yeah. And then if she's like four now, like when does that stop? Will she call me Miss Marissa my entire life? Right. No, 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 when you get older. You know it's what? a sign of respect. That's why, that's why she's wearing pigtails. Yeah. 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 She yeah. wants to feel younger. Yeah. Excuse me, little old lady? <laughs> no, but like, and I came from a family where like Excuse my me, parents... My parents are Mr. and Mrs. Magnata, and mm-hmm. still, like, they are never Jim and Conrad to my friends. And even, like, in a relationship, I, I will always say Mr. and Mrs., and I'll never, to, like, my boyfriend's parents, just because I never know what to call them. Um, but because to me, like, you always say Mr. and Mrs. Like, that's what it you is. You say but Mr. and Mrs. until they say, no, 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 call you don't have to me. Call call yeah, right. yeah, or whatever. No, 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 name. stop seeing our son. <laughs> <laughs> we know you about you. Really <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the Miss and then the ma'am is just, no, please stop. What? No. Yes. No. Yes. It's, it's right, no. Well, it's the intent is to be respectful. respectful. Like, yeah. and, but yeah, if someone, what you want your like wish, if someone, if that. someone says to you, "I'd prefer you not do that," then you honor that respect. That you honor that wish. What you However, prefer, you can't. You, the, I don't. I would never read it as a as an insulting thing. It's that's not. A, that's a way to, to it's, no. your, it's your own fault for being old. Jesus yeah. Christ! No, what's what's with you in that aging thing? It's not insulting. It's just. We just don't like it. And that's fine. But uh, all right, I your personal preference. I don't preference. think somebody saying it to me is insulting me. All right, no, but what but do you want your like server? It. What do you yeah. want your waiter or waitress to call you when when they go up? Sugar teas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Young lady, maybe. Young, <laughs> sorry, I'm lady. Oh my God, she has to see my ID. <laughs> now we're living in a wait, family. Now you're getting wait, wait, into wait, pandering. Wait. I haven't been underage for. 38 years. <laughs> Wait, let me tell you something that happened on Saturday. I have to tell you this. So I went out for, Preston, I went out for my birthday, and yeah. we went into the bar, and they were carting everyone as we were walking in. And me, I was with um, Elisa, you know, yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. both 40. Uh-huh. And she goes, oh, let's see if we get carted. So we walk up to him, and we stand there, and he goes, hi. And so we were like, do you want to see our ID? He goes, sure, if you want to hand it to me. <laughs> <laughs> see, he did. Hey, I guess they're right. Senior citizens, although slow and dangerous behind the wheel, can still serve a purpose. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'll be right back. Don't you go dying on me. <laughs> now, I asked, I asked this question and nobody answered. Okay. What do you want to be called okay. by somebody who doesn't know you? A, a waiter yes, or a waitress? That's a right. Cash, so, so, so a cashier so something. Know your name. Someone Kathy. comes up who is provi- a service provider of any sort comes up to you. How do they address you initially? Hello? Mm. They just call you hello? Well, what do you mean? Why do they have... They don't know your name. Why do they have to address you as a... a... Good afternoon. Or if they're trying to get your attention. Yes. Excuse me, ma'am. Hey, you. Excuse me, ma'am. Sugar teeth. Uh, I don't Excuse know. me, lady. Lady? lady? No, 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 no. <laughs> the, the Jerry Lewis. Lady! Hey, hi, lady. Can you do that with the reverb on? Just kidding. Lady! Do you want to see our ID? Uh, no! Now I don't know. I would never say. Woman. I would never say to somebody, "Excuse me, ma'am." I would just say, "Excuse me." Okay. Like, "Excuse me." You know, I, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say that. So I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know how. I. I guess just excuse me. Or Sometimes hello excuse or me. If excuse me doesn't get a response, and then you have to say, "Excuse me, ma'am." Yeah. You know what I mean? Excuse yeah. me, yeah. Little situations. Yeah. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse little me. Woman. Gash, Marissa. It's excuse me, miss. Are you okay with miss? Yes. Kathy? Yeah. Miss. Excuse I'm okay me, with miss. miss. Why? Yeah. I don't know. Why are we okay with Miss? That's, but that's, it's, again, this all goes to the way your ear hears it, and it's Mm -hmm. your right to be addressed the way you want to be addressed. Uh, You're right, though. I am, I would, I'm okay with Miss. Uh, let me get a couple calls. We're going to have to take a a break here in a moment, but, uh, I want to go to, uh, a few other terms that have been used to interesting, uh, consequences. I have Bill on the line. Hey, Bill, good morning. 
Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, what's up, buddy? <laughs> Go ahead. I can't oh understand a word you are saying, Bill. <laughs> what's going yeah, on? Yeah, try it again, Bill. Uh, move away from the uh, receiver a little bit. I, I came home one time uh, from work, and I was a little intoxicated, and I called my wife, Beer, and she pushed me in the chest and broke through my ribs. I think you guys got bigger problems than that. <laughs> yeah. Deer. Okay, so he called his wife Deer. He came home a little drunk, and he called her Deer, and she pushed him, and he broke two ribs. See, I, I don't can, mind I that. can see how that went down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't the Deer that caused the problem. Right, right. Yeah. Kathy, right. so so you might, uh, you might, it might not, excuse me, Deer. Yeah, I'm okay with deer. You're okay with deer. Yeah. Now, but okay. there. However, wow. though, I think deer is far more volatile. Excuse me, deer. Well, uh, you can, deer can be applied in a way that is very well, sarcastic. But so from can you like that, right? But so can ma'am. Context yeah. and tone, as in, uh, well, yes, ma'am. Yeah. Right, know, if, exactly. If you throw a little bit of that on there. Mm-hmm. That means I think that's F- what this you. kid was doing. I think he was being yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, and I think that's why the teacher made him do what uh, what mm-hmm. she did. Okay. See, I would use sweetheart in that. Like, sweetheart to me is... Uh, to your I'm, teacher? No, no, no. To anybody, oh. I'm, I'm talking down to Sure you. thing, sweetheart. Sure oh, thing, yeah. sweetheart. Mm-hmm. You got sweetie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that can be used wonderfully as well. Sure. If you, if you do... There was, there was a drive-thru I used to go to when I lived over in Bluebell McDonald's, and the, the gal that worked there would call me sweetheart, and it would make my day. I'm like, that was really nice. Or honey. Yeah. How you doing, hun? Hmm. Uh, Jules downstairs. Oh yeah, baby. Uh, she uses baby. Yeah, all the time. I'm I like, love that's it. great. Yeah. Man. I love that it. Just <laughs> makes you feel good. Here you go, not baby. Your baby. <laughs> <clears throat> you know what I want has become sort of insulting uh, that I don't think used to be is toots. 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 Toots yeah. was always sort of a, an informal. <laughs> yeah. Did you say becoming insulting? Or I think that it used to be a little more endearing. And when I, uh, thirty, forty years okay, ago, right. and, and I'm not talking about yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's, at this point, is people don't really care for it. <laughs> it's been so long since I've even heard the word toots, toots, toots yeah. uttered. Hey, toots. That I can't even have an opinion on that. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, we're not going to have time to go to these calls. We have some uh, uh, guests coming up. But here's a few that uh, Dave got called boss at Home Depot. He didn't like that. Uh, somebody that, at a frat party called someone squire and started a massive brawl. <laughs> squire? Squire. Squ- right. I'll tell I mean, you what I don't it. like is chief. <clears throat> Yo, chief. Uh, you Yo, know, chief, Nick- chief is, a, is too informal for the guy at Home Depot to call me. Nick Murphy hates all of the um, the basic bro things. He hates yeah. being called big guy. Yeah, you know, boss, <laughs> bro, uh, bro. He hates bro. all of that stuff. Yeah. There's there there's a there's a there's a little bit I can. It's also men in the way that it's imparted. I can you know laugh laugh it off or or just dismiss it. But um, you know there there's certain certain encounters where I don't think it's appropriate. Yep, and it's just you know. Yeah, you have to you have to do you have to do a temperature reading on the intent of exactly. the person and, and their context and how they're delivering it. If it seemed like it is uh, standard out of respect, this person was brought <clears throat> up to say these things. Yes, you should take it with a grain of salt. Uh, but if it if they're they're using that tone of voice to add some sarcasm, yes, ma'am, mm-hmm. yeah. I'll get right on that for you. Then you have you're w- then within you your bounds. Maybe, then you can maybe be pissed off. But hey, I, good afternoon. What can I get you, Fatso? Wait <laughs> a second. All right, I want to take a break. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. 
93.3 WMMR presents Money Clips. Wow, we have a lot of clips. Your shot at stuffing 500 bucks in your Money Clip seven times a day. Weekdays at 8, 10, and noon, as well as 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. We'll play an audio clip from one of your favorite MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. And then give you a keyword. Text it to 45911. Or if you enter it at WMMR.com or our app, you'll also get entered for the grand prize. 10000 bucks. What the f***? See complete rules at WMMR.com. It's MMR's Money Clips from who else? 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wallet. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. This morning's Bizarre Files Part 2. It's brought to you by Horizon. The word is out. Buy a new cooling and heating system from Horizon Services today, and they'll install it tomorrow, or it's free. Plus, get up to $1,200 off. Visit horizonservices.com. Let's start in South Carolina. A man turned violent in a dispute over salt and vinegar potato chips. Ryan Dean Langdale had warned his 17-year-old cousin not to eat his chips. Don't when eat his chips. relative did, Langdale shot him. Shot him. Oh. Shot him. Because of the chips. Uh, the cousin said that Langdale had warned him, and I quote, do not touch my chips or I'll shoot you. And what did he do? Well, he shot him. He shot him. Langdale now faces additional charges because the story he originally gave to authorities didn't add up, they said. Langdale reported the incident as an accidental shooting. The sheriff's office said Langdale told deputies his cousin had accidentally shot himself by dropping a hunting rifle while cleaning it. Uh Uh-huh. The sheriff's office said, we knew from the beginning that something wasn't right. The more we looked into it, the more it seemed odd. So, dude shot his cousin. They did an intense session of good chip, bad chip, and that's how they got it out of him. It was over the salt and vinegar potato chips. You like those chips? They're my favorite. I love them. No kidding. They're really good. I love them. Kettle cooked or regular? Uh, I'll take either, as long as it's got that salt and vinegar flavor. Uh, If you live in a big city, you likely spot some poop on the sidewalk from time to time, but a new study reveals you're far more likely to see poop in... San Francisco. ...than any other (laughs) place in the country. I love San Francisco. Ladies and gentlemen, Tony Bennett... Thank you. ...is here this morning. Thank you so much. Uh, Yes, you're more likely to see... It's in my heart. You're more likely to see poop in... Knee deep in Dookie. ...in San Francisco than you are in New York Uh, or Chicago. Seems like years ago I was at little young man running around building... Poop men. That's right. Like snowmen with corncob pipes, but, uh, carrots for noses, and cold fries. You're more likely to see poop in the city by the bay than the city that never sleeps. Or and my, it smells so good. My kind of town, Chicago. <laughs> Thank uh, God it has a lot of wind. The study was conducted by real estate listing website Reality Hop, Reality Hop and used publicity available. You want to know the reality? It's a lot of poop. And 311 data to find there were 21,000 complaints about feces uh, logged in San Francisco in 2017. I get it. And that is 10 times as many in New York City and 20 times more than Chicago. Is that not staggering that that many people are crapping on the streets? 
The number of poop-related complaints logged in San Francisco has risen every year since 2011, and the data... God, I gotta get back there. The data shows no correlation between median home value and feces sightings. In general... People are so free there, Preston. They just drop trow and let it pour out. In general, people were most likely to complain about feces sightings on Mondays than Tuesdays. You know and, that big curvy road out there in San Francisco, Preston? Yeah, that's uh, Lombard? Lombard, Lombard Street, yeah. I want to poop on every curve. <laughs> <laughs> I almost made it once. And uh, they are far more relaxed about seeing the stinky stuff on the weekends, by the way. So, Well, weekends are the time for Dookie. That's right, so lots. Beautiful city. Way more poop Bathed than Bathed in human poop. Ever uh, anticipated. It's unbelievable. You've had... I mean, the amount of stories coming out of there is just ridiculous. Lots of stories. They may need to look into correcting that. Dude, when when we were in uh, Copenhagen in Denmark and we were taking a walking tour of the city. Don't tell me it can beat San Francisco for poop. I don't know, but I, I saw don't hear it. a fresh pile of human poop. Of human poop that our, our tour guide. Oh, you're making me homesick. Pointed out to us that it was next to. A you know a very significant historical statue. Oh my god! But it, was, it was fresh, <laughs> still human? moist human feces. Nasty. It just defies all reason. All right, moving on. A crash. Why? A crash between a log truck. <laughs> Again with the logs. And another vehicle has police saying that one of the drivers is lucky to be alive. It happened Tuesday afternoon in Louisiana. The log truck was stopped at a red light when the second vehicle slammed into the rear. When the vehicles collided, a log went through the front windshield <sighs> and all the way to the back glass. And I mean right through the driver's side. Dear God. And I saw the picture of it. It looked amazing. <sighs> the woman was able to move her head to avoid being hit by the log. There was also a one-year-old child in the back seat, and no one was injured in it. If you saw the, saw the photo, you'd be amazed how somebody didn't get killed in this police This is astonishing. They're still investigating the crash. It was a very big log, by I, the way. I used to have a uh, precedent. It was, was kind of made the rounds years ago. It was a, a DVD of highway safety films. Mm-hmm. And in this film, they show the different crashes that can result from erratic driving and not paying attention to the road. Yeah. And this truck driver was transporting rebar. Oh. So he has the rebar in the back of the truck. He had to slam on the brakes, collided with something. All those bars of rebar blew through the cab, yeah. through him. Yeah. So he's got like seven rebar sticking through his chest. Oh, oh my Unbelievable. God. Terrible. Did he die? He died. Yeah. Uh, two more stories. Uh, Heldsburg police are hoping to nail the thief who snatched a hammer, but not just any hammer. It's a 20-foot-long hammer. It's made from steel and wood, and the hardware theft couldn't have been easy because it weighs about 1,000 pounds. I bet when he tried to pick it up, he pooped. It's it's part of an art installation program and was on loan. Uh, The hammer was discovered missing last Friday from the front of the Heldsburg Community Center, and they have no idea who could have gotten away with this thing. It's gigantic. It's very impressive. It's really cool looking. Uh, I think, yeah, who wouldn't want that on their front lawn? And I saved the best, sort of. You uh, started with the best, my friend. Uh, for last. This is from Scotland. A man is fighting for his life after a dog bit off oh my God. his penis and testicles. Oh, my God. Yes. You are a murderer. You're a hater. Uh, okay. Emergency services raced to the scene in Haddington East uh, Lothian. After the alarm was raised on Sunday, cops found the 22-year-old victim unconscious in a pool of blood oh in his apartment. Oh, my God. An old English bulldog, which was drenched in gore, was also found at the property. 
It is understood that the animal belonged to a friend of the man. Uh, ambulance crews called uh, for police backup, and the victim was rushed to Edinburgh, uh, Edinburgh Royal Infantry, uh, Infirmary for treatment. Uh, he's now thought to be in a coma, having to be removed. Uh, had them to move, move to Western General Hospital. Well, there's no coming back from that. I no, mean, you you know you've you've been mauled. You've had your your junk destroyed. He lost his penis and both of his testicles as a result of the attack. So that is, was he doing the old trick where you put the little cheese treat on top of your penis? I don't know. Uh, the victim hasn't been interviewed by cops, and he hasn't regained consciousness since the incident. The dog is being held in a kennel while cops carry out a probe, and it's not known if the man owns the dog. A source said officers who were there are confident the injuries were caused by the dog because of the extent of the damage. They we're said. fairly confident that the dog bit his schlong off. Uh, the the uh, police officer said everyone there was shocked and sickened by it, so that's... Sounds wow. like a, a gory, bloody oh mess. God, that is messed up. All right, and there you go. What I got in the uh, bizarre file for you this morning. That was tough. Stay there. MM Barbecue 2021. It's an entire day of everything that rocks with MMR. And eight of our favorite bands. Jane's Addiction. The Offspring. Cheap trick. Dirty honey. Dorothy. Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen. Aaron Jones. And Jackson's local shots. Foxtrot and the Get Down. MM Barbecue 2021. Saturday, September 25th. BB&T Pavilion. Tickets on sale now via Ticketmaster.com. Lawn tickets start at just $25. Details at WMMR.com. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. There's a lot of trash to take out this morning because Tom Green's in this segment. Always a favorite on the best of. What's going on this morning, Kathy? Steve. I'm thrown off because we did traffic <laughs> in this break and I'm not used to it. And now, Steve, what's yes. going on? I'll, I'll take this one. <laughs> All right. Farrah Abraham revealing in a recent interview that she despises her teen mom OG replacement Bristol Palin. Abraham says it's not a case of her being a tight ass, mainly because the muscles that control her ass were long ago rendered useless by relentless butt porn. (gasps) Meghan Markle's estranged half-sister Samantha Markle says that despite showing up unannounced to Kensington Palace in a failed attempt to meet with Meghan, she felt her trip to London was a success. Samantha says regardless of everything, she did get to meet a cousin of the guy who played Mr. Belvedere. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's pretty cool. And finally, Lenny Dykstra has been indicted by a grand jury in Union City, New Jersey, for possession of cocaine, possession of meth, and making terroristic threats after an altercation with an Uber driver last May. Dykstra vehemently denies the allegations and says that when the facts come out, he'll be curious to see what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Our next guest came down to our camp out for hunger one year uh, and helped support us in that event. Please welcome the one and only Tom Green. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Great to be here. Great to be back in Philadelphia. Amazing. Exciting. I just posted a picture of your... uh 
Your comic book on my Instagram. Oh, oh you no, like that cover? That's yeah. a cool comic book. Uh, that's yeah. pretty cool, right? We like, actually we actually did an actual. Somebody did a series of comics for us a while ago, but that's of a a, a what if comic book. Yeah, that's cool. I'm kind of I'm kind of into that. These my girlfriend's an illustrator. She draws comic books. Really? And, and, Is she the one that did your profile picture? On, yeah. on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, absolutely, it's really cool. Very cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. what are you into? Uh, what, what's like that? Marvel, DC. Well, or... me personally, I just kind of like look at when she's drawing stuff, and okay. you know, I, I'm not totally, you know, Geeked that out. well versed in yeah. uh, in comics, but I, I I can tell that that's a really good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I sent it to her. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, she's secret crayon on Instagram. I'm on, I'm Tom Green on Instagram. You can go look at my daddy. Would you like some sausage? Uh, <laughs> uh, my daddy, would you like some sausage uh, drawing that she did? Yes. That's what that is. Yeah, from that, Freddie Got Fingered. It's sort of a. Uh, yeah, kind of a depiction of a scene from my movie Freddy Got Fingered, yeah. my critically accra- acclaimed film. I'm going uh, to tell Freddy you this, Tom. I've revisited <laughs> Freddy Got Fingered, and, and initially uh, I, I was less than thrilled with it, and over yeah. the years it has become something that I really enjoy, especially this scene where you are you, your, your father in the movie is just to the end of his rope. Yeah. And, and you are there sitting playing what appears to be like a Casio piano. Uh-huh. Loads of strings attached to your fingers uh, going up over hooks and at the end of the strings on the other side, yeah. the sausages. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you, you keep I, I made this. that. Yeah, you, you so made I that? had a pulley system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's, uh, it's a visual movie. Uh, there's lots of outrageous visual scenes and uh, physical stunts. I wrote and directed the whole movie, you know. I will say that people need me to... If you have not spent some time at Freddy Got Fingered recently, you yeah. need to. It's gotten a, a is there actually, a cult? It's gotten a bit of a worldwide cult fanatic following now. I'll tell you and what you did. When, it was brilliant, by the way, because when you got the Razzie, I believe you showed up to accept. Correct? I did. Yeah, yes. <laughs> we're first person to do that. Yeah. <laughs> which which was very cool. Me. Halle yeah. Berry copied me. Yes, it's the only time Halle Berry's copied anything I've done. <laughs> <laughs> Not that's monster, that's monsters crime. ball or anything. No. Uh, I'll tell you this though. Again, it's you know what the same could be said for. And we told Will Ferrell this. There have been movies that he's been in. The initial watching, you're like, oh, okay, and then you see it a few more times, and then you start to say, oh, okay, no, now it's clicking. Well, you I know, think I Freddy think got the reason that it received a critical backlash is yeah. actually the reason why people like it is because the movie's completely insane. <laughs> okay, and so you know, when you ever you do something that is shocking or outrageous or or or, or polarizing like that, which was right purposefully what we did you know i purposely wanted the movie to upset and confuse people it's like a more confused people really i like yeah. i like confusing people confused uh and so uh it did it confused the critics i think it confused the people and they didn't know how to respond to it and when your job is to write a review of a movie right and the movie involves you know sausages and and, and <laughs> you know Wrapping yourself up in roadkill and, yeah. you know, all sorts of bizarre. And, yeah. You know, it's almost, I think you feel obligated as a writer to, to, to say that it's, it's, it's depraved right. and, and, and there's something wrong with it. So, but then people, I don't think, think that way. I think they just sort of, uh, if they see something interesting or that confuses them or, or intrigues them, I think they, they tend to like well, it. I think you're opposed, right. Sometimes, as opposed to dislike it. And sometimes know. movies like that are, are ahead of their time or just not released at the right time, you know, and, and they find an audience later. And um, I, I was just reminded because I looked at your Instagram account, there's a, a couple of photos of you wearing a Letterman jacket, you know, you're a huge Letterman fan. Yeah. And I recently rewatched um, Cabin Boy, yeah. in, in which Dave makes a cameo. I didn't get Chris Elliott until much later on, mm. but now I think he's a comedic genius. And yeah. and I feel like there's a part of me that's like, 
Well, I missed the boat earlier on in Chris Elliott. You know, you I didn't like I... the man under the stairs. <laughs> yeah. I just the stairs is great. I, I loved him. Man. I don't I think him. I got it. Yeah, yeah. Cabin when Boy I was younger. Is, is a great uh, thing, thing to point out, Nick, because that's, that's one of those. That t- I, now, I immediately th- took to that. I'll tell you why Freddie Got Fingered would succeed now, because that was well ahead of the YouTube stupid viral video yeah. with no direct, just sort of stream of consciousness sort of comedy that is now commonplace. I think that's why it would succeed now. At, at, to Nick's point about timing, you know? I think everybody's palate changes. It's not, you know, uh, much different from foods you didn't like when you were a kid and uh, and then foods that you can eat now. Case in point, I had meatloaf this uh, this past week and I loved it, but I couldn't stand it as a child. So, you know, maybe we just you know, there are just certain yeah. things that we Freddy got fingers like meatloaf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go back and try it. You yeah. might like it now. No, I, you, yeah. you know who you I was like? a skateboarder and I always was into sort of non commercial things. Yeah. Know? Before I was making the show, the Tom Green show, I was I was into you know, punk rock music and hip hop music back before it was cool. And, you know, I was kind of always into sort of doing stuff that people weren't really into. And so, you know, I think I think there was sort of this sort of anti nonconformist kind of thing that, that was going on. And so when the show was thrust into the mainstream, you know, with, on MTV, yeah. uh, you know, all of a sudden we had people watching it that were. You know, normal people, <laughs> right, yeah. normal people who like normal things, right? And uh, that that maybe was uh, you know a little bit confusing for them. Well, that's but it also <laughs> thrust you into uh, the stratosphere because uh, then you became the darling of people who had been waiting for something like that. I mean, the, the great Ernie Kovacs years years ago is you know he did stuff that people just didn't get, and he, he's a legend. But I mean. <laughs> The the list of things that you did on that show that mm. that blew our collective minds yep. immediately, you know, is, is a super long list. Just the statues of your parents having sex. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, this is brilliant. They were mad about that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, that one almost broke your relationship with your parents. They, they called MTV. My father called MTV and he threatened uh, on the answering machine, which I still can't believe they had an answering machine. But somehow he found the number that had an answering machine Yeah, because we played the recording back on the show. Yeah, right? t- Tom Threatened had... to sue them, you MTV bleep, for $1 million, he said, you know, which is Canadian dollars. Canadian dollars. <laughs> Tom created these life-size statues of people having graphic sex yeah. and he set them up on yeah. his parents. It was actually my parents. Yeah. Front, it was them. It yeah. was on, them. on their front yard. <laughs> front lawn. Yeah. One of them was like a doggy style type thing and yeah. had a, there was a, an actual fountain, fountain. Yeah, that fountain. came out of the, the money uh, shot area yeah. and oh, it yeah. was just... Oh it was a scream. I think they were particularly upset about that because I'd been doing pranks to them for years, yeah. on, on them for years. And then uh, when MTV picked up the show, I moved down to New York City. And they were so happy for me and relieved because I was gone. And <laughs> yeah. I assumed that the pranks had ended. Yeah. But now yeah, we had a budget. You know, yeah. We had an MTV budget now, yes. budget to make statues. Okay. You, know, you, you were a precursor. There would have been no, no jackass. Margeri- jackass. Right. I mean, that, that you clearly opened the door on all of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the only by the way, the only reason that sex statues thing aired was yeah. because... Uh, because, um, you know, they, they weren't going to let us air it. And then uh, Oprah invited my parents and I on her show for her Mother's Day special. Whoa. This is how, nice. this how weird my life got in uh, 1999. And uh, so when I was, we, we all flew to Chicago. <laughs> Up until that moment, my parent, my mother had not been talking to me because of the sex statues bit that you brought up. And... Uh, 
And uh, so we go on Oprah, and then after the, then Oprah surprised my parents and said that she was going to send them to Tahiti. So she gave them tickets to Tahiti. <laughs> wow. For, and then we went out for dinner in Chicago that night, and I pulled a release form out of my back pocket and got my parents to sign the release <gasps> form so, oh, we, so we could air the sex statues. Oh my God. So thank you, Oprah. Oprah buttered him up. Oh, my God. Well, let, let, let me ask you, because, uh, uh, you know, I have, a, I have three kids, but my son in particular, uh, he does things to me that I would, like, I don't even get mad at. I really don't, but it's. So disrespectful, and oh and like so, like he's been taken to farting in my face lately. Yeah, and how does well, that? I don't want to. Well, well, well so, I don't need details. <laughs> you don't need details, but you know, I, I was thinking, I'm like, I would, would never fart in my dad's face. Yeah. I yeah. would never think to fart in my dad's You're face. I'm like this, this little kid, but. I said, okay, well, I'm going to fart in your face now. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Since, since this is a thing that we're allowed to do, yeah, I'm yeah. going to now hold you down and fart in your face. Wow. Well, you've had, you have a lucrative career here yeah. for Tom Green. <laughs> yeah. Are you are you prepared to potentially stifle that, or are you going to encourage it? Well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the right thing to do is here. Uh, well, you're, your parents... Is, how old is your... He's, he's 10. Okay. Yeah. Well, what? you know, sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't have any kids yet. But yeah. like it's it's tough to like create boundaries because sometimes I go yo dude like so when I ask, ask him to go to bed and he doesn't go to bed I'm like ah oh, gotta respect your father but your father also lets you fart in his face yeah, yeah. so <laughs> so now he's gonna be like no, it's I'm not a does he listen to the radio show well he's in school right now but he does listen to the radio show well, maybe that's why he mm, I know okay. here's your okay, do crazy show and you're a crazy guy and you yeah. do fun stuff so yeah but your, your father probably you know was a little more respectable than you i bet <laughs> you know what you're right you're exactly you're right. right yeah <laughs> by, by leaps and bounds yeah. i remember when you started to get a little too popular and i was actually a little disappointed because i it was your stuff was just so funny how did you take to that popularity um well um well like when the show was on in new york like when we were living in New York, we, we it was kind of got harder to film some of the bits on the street. Yeah, because that's the liability. You, yeah. you, you become recognized. You'd go out and you'd sort of want to pull you know a prank on someone, and they'd sort of be excited. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was you. So that that kind of that kind of affected the ability to shoot in in the city. So we that's when when the show moved out to Los Angeles because we we found that in L A you could sort of get in a van with tinted windows and drive around until you saw somebody who looked you know too old to be watching MTV. <laughs> and then just get out and make fun of them. <laughs> like, be a little bit more surgical about it. So yeah. while you're out in L.A., obviously, the, 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 and then obviously you were in a number of, of, of films. Road Trip is one of our favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Charlie's saying you got a, a fair yeah. amount of film work. Uh, was that uh, from where you were coming from, which is so avant-garde, and you were, you were basically the main chef? Was that a little frustrating? Because we hear film work is mm-hmm. hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait. That wasn't too bad. I mean, Road Trip, it was exciting and fun. You Road know? Trip was a good experience? Road Trip was the first movie I really did after the show was on MTV. So it was directed and written by Todd Phillips, who mm-hmm. did the Hangover movies. He's great, yeah. So this was his first feature film. And, uh, you know... You were I, Tom Green-esque in it. Yeah, I mean, there's a scene where I have to feed a mouse to a snake in the movie, and the mouse, for whatever reason, ends up in my mouth. That wasn't actually in the script. Uh, really? Yeah. You know, you can see when I'm... You see what, see where I'm holding the mouse? There? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Looking at the screen. Mm-hmm. You see how it kind of grabs my lip like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I sort of... That just sort of happened. We were improvising. <laughs> 
And I realized it kind of wanted to go in there, so I, I just let it go in there. Oh, my God. But, you know, I'd never been in a movie before, and Ivan Reitman was one of the producers of the movie, or the producer of the movie, and, you know, I'm looking at Ivan Reitman on the set, and I got a mouse in my mouth, and I'm thinking, you know, am I doing a good job? Am I acting good here? Is that one take? Yeah, well, you know, it, the the first take was one take, but then they made me do it 30 more times. Oh, man. <laughs> now, mice crap all like, the time. I didn't know you yeah. had to do that, you know. Yeah, mouse crap. Yeah. There's, there's, uh, mice are just crap machines. Well, you did. Yeah. Crap in your mouth. I saw yeah. the, the uh, outtake photo. There's a little salty Eek. sort of... Uh-huh. Enjoyment. Thing. Actually, one of my favorite I'm, scenes in that movie is I'm when fine you, with all that. you're singing a song, and yeah. it's just this a wild song that it, it, it feels like you're just making up. But then at one point, I, I think Sean William Scott is now singing along with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> the I, the salmon song. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. tiny salmon swimming in a stream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the minor bird says ah ah. Yeah, oh. yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I wrote. The, I, I asked me if they said there's this. Todd said, uh, you know, there's a scene where you know, have a guitar and then yeah. beginning the next scene you want to do a little song. And I, I wrote the song about five minutes before the... <laughs> Perfect. As you can probably tell when you listen to it. It oh. was written quickly. But uh, Yeah. Hey, you've covered some serious stuff over the years. Your uh, uh, testicular cancer, which yeah. was documented on the Tom Green show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's your ball now? It's good. Good. Yeah. Well, the, well, well, the one is good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was right around the Did time you the other took the right one. I, I, I still have the left one. It's uh, it's the middle one now. I, <laughs> it's the middle one. <laughs> Actually, it's the, it's the left one. It's the one that's left. Thank you. No, but you probably, you, uh, going through that, you probably saved some lives as well. You got people to get out and get checked. Yeah, I, uh, I, have, I have had a lot of guys come to my shows, you know, when I travel around the country, who come up to me after the show and say they went and got their... Uh, you know, got checked yeah. after they saw the special, and and isn't that a and, wild thing? And to, to think they're, sometimes, they're... sometimes it's a very emotional sort of meeting I have with these cancer survivors after my shows because they went to the doctor because they saw the show on MTV. Because you know, it's uh, it's you know, testicular cancer. It only affects like guys, obviously, but yeah. like young guys, mm-hmm. surprisingly young guys, like fifteen-year-old mm-hmm. guys can get that. And so they were watching my show on MTV. Fifteen to thirty-five is really the age that you get that. You know, if you're that age, you don't really expect you're going to get cancer, so you you feel something wrong. You don't. Sometimes you're embarrassed. You yeah. don't go to the doctor. But uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been uh, it's been uh, I think sort of a positive uh, outcome from that That's whole cool. experience. Yeah, I wanted to ask. I saw on your left hand there, you've got uh, bruised fingernails. Yeah, what do you do. Yeah, I uh, well. I could lie and say I was working on my roof or doing something real manly, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. hammering something, which is what I often do when people ask me. But I, I, th- what happened was I, I slammed my hand in a car door oh. uh, uh, during a night of uh, heavy drinking in <laughs> Prince Edward Island, uh, Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island. So yeah, I, I went out. I, you know, I, I went out after one of my shows in Prince Edward Island. I didn't. I had a couple of days off. In Canada, and I thought, oh, you know, I wandered into a local dive bar and had a few shots of this stuff you got here, Fireball. Fireball. Yeah. And that was it. And, uh, and then, you know, the, the then I uh, ended up kind of uh, getting a lift home for the bartender, actually offered me a lift home. Wow. So, so you, you, that late. you yeah, closed so, it out. Yeah, yeah. And then we were driving back to the hotel, and you uh, said, oh, there's a great Chinese food place here. So I got out to get some Chinese food, and I slammed the car door, and, oh. and, and I felt my... How, how do you slam... <laughs> 
Your own your hand. own hand in yeah. a car door. Yeah. So that was about three months ago, actually. Okay. And uh, it's clearing up pretty good. Excruciating pain. Yeah, it's pretty fun on the road, though. You know, we have a good time. You know, I I don't I don't I don't drink every night, but I definitely I definitely you partake. Well, you know, whenever I have a day off the next day, I always try to have some fun and uh, right. get out and have let, a good time. To that drinking yeah. thing, let me ask you because yeah. a lot has been made recently, obviously because uh, Donald Trump's president. You yeah. were on Celebrity Apprentice with yeah. Donald Trump. He fired you. Yeah. But uh, to me, the the uh, the, the more interesting aspect of that story is you went out drinking with Dennis Rodman, yeah. which, which oh. led to your being fired. On the night I was the project manager. So, wh- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a serious position. So, what is it like? It's disrespectful to the president. Partying with Dennis Rodman, who we yeah. just see as this mess lately. Um, well, I, I heard he's he's doing well. I saw is he doing t- well? I saw on TMZ that he's sober. Right. So, uh, look, Dennis was a very Cool dude, man. Was he a cool I mean, he dude? He was a nice guy, and, uh, you know, uh, obviously everyone has, not everyone, but people have issues, and yeah. he, he had an issue with alcohol, I guess, has been quite public about that, but, uh, you know, listen, uh, you know, how do you explain this? You know, these reality shows are weird, right? Like, they put you in a situation with a bunch of, you know, people, and everybody is very sort of stressed out. And, uh, and not very nice to each other. And Rodman and I kind of hit it off because I think uh, he'd done a few of these reality-type shows before I've been on television. Right. We kind of were maybe more media aware of yeah. what was going on. So it was kind of, whereas, you know, you had, like, you know, a lot of the other guys, like Scott Hamilton and Clint Black and yeah. Jesse James and Herschel Walker and whoever else was on there. Uh, Everyone was all mad at each other, you know? And so it kind of became a little bit annoying, you know, to be honest with you, being on the show and getting sort of yelled at every day by people, you know, or right. upset because you weren't making the cupcakes properly or some, <laughs> some stupid reality show challenge. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard so, people yeah. describe Dennis Rodman as, as sweet. But yeah, he was nice. So at the end of the day, one day, he said, hey, you know, with the camera was rolling on us. You know, right. you want to go out, out drinking tonight? And I'm like, yeah, let's go. And, you know, knowing that this was not going to be a good thing. So I got fired the, the next day. By the president. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he and, crazy. Uh, I mean, he crazy. Fire, like, he yeah. double fired Yeah, you. he was mad at me. He yeah. screamed at me. Um, <laughs> but um, so I, the day I got fired, I wrote a letter to uh, the president of the United States. <laughs> and uh, I wrote a letter on the on the Trump Tower stationery because yeah. we were staying at Trump Tower. And I said, you know, I said, Mr. Trump, uh, you know, I... I I know I went out drinking last night when I was or the other night when I was the project manager and I know that probably wasn't the most business like decision right to make but I'm a comedian and this is a television show and I wanted to do something entertaining for yeah. the show cuz I want the show to be successful and so uh you know I want you to be successful with the show <laughs> best wishes with the season this year thanks for having me on or something like that so I got a call the next day from the producers, and they said, you know, Mr. Trump really appreciated your letter. And, oh, wow. uh, and they brought me back. They brought me back on the show. Oh. Now, and, you know, they always bring people back at the end who've been fired previously. But yes. They, but uh, they never bring someone back who was fired in the third episode. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I have the distinction of being the earliest person to get fired to get brought back. So that's okay. pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that's, that's anomalous. It was they, interesting uh, yeah. hanging out with the president, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I know the president. <laughs> it's weird. The president knows me. He he would. He, I mean, uh, have you looked to parlay that? Have you dropped yeah. by 1600 Pennsylvania yeah. Avenue? <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know that I'd be... Uh, <laughs> 
welcomed with open arms okay. uh, at this point. Which seems that you ended ended on a good note. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. I I, I don't really talk publicly about 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 politics too much. Yeah, uh, we stay away from it. Yeah, I'm Canadian. Way. This is this is your problem. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but I uh you know, I do mention it in the show. I, I have some fun talking a little bit about. I just did a, a, a the Comedy Central storyteller. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is not happening. Show on Comedy Central. They they posted a clip of me talking about my experience on Ari Shafir's uh, show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a new host now. Actually, Roy Wood Jr. is hosting it. Now, oh, so, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, but Ari's great, and uh, and and. Uh, Anyway, so that that's 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 up on 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 Facebook okay. now. You can see me doing stand up and talking a bit about that. There it is, right there. You got it on the on the web stream. So okay, yeah. So that's actually it's 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 kind of cool when you know the president. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's fodder for a good story. The president knows you. Yeah, anyone who knows me should probably not be president. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Casey just pointed out something. You mentioned. Do you still play guitar at all? Just a a little, little bit, just a little bit. Yeah, we, yeah. we have a guitar. Do you want to make up a song on the spot? Or uh... Uh, you know, I'm not a very good guitar player, but I mean, a uh, nice Martin there. I have a Martin. Yeah, yeah I, do you? Yeah. I might be able to sing "Tiny Salmon Swimming in a Stream." Oh, please, we'd be we'd be honored. I have yeah. no idea have if it's in tune or not. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out. I won't be able to. <laughs> this mic over here. Do you need a tune for "Tiny Salmon"? In fact, slightly out of tune might be good. <laughs> Tiny salmon swimming in a stream. <laughs> Tiny salmon chasing the impossible dream. The minor bird says, ah! Ah! <laughs> The chimpanzee says, <laughs> The friendly owl says, ooh, ooh. But the salmon can only say, And that's, Sad. Yes. <laughs> there we go. I you still got it. Probably in ten years. Um, wow. That's like somebody, the, the who somebody, would told, somebody told. Have you remember that song? What does the fox say? Yes. 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 Somebody told me that about that song. They said they thought it was a ripoff of the slam. It is. Song. It is. Content-wise, it's very uh, similar. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not bitter. <laughs> you know the president. So are you enjoying? So stand up is is you know it's it's the 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 center of what you're doing now is 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 your ultimate passion. Doing yeah, I love I love it. I started doing stand up 30 years ago actually when I was a teenager. Right in, in at Yuck Canada, Yucks at Yuck Yucks in Ottawa, Canada. Yeah, and uh, and uh, you know I loved it then. I stopped when I was doing college radio at the time. I was I was. I started. I went back to school, studied broadcasting, stopped doing stand-up, started my show on public access, and kind of always missed doing it. But just got so focused on making the TV show for years that uh, I did that. But I started. I started up again about ten years ago, and it's been. It was the best decision I ever made. I think in in my you know maybe in my adult life to to get back into yeah. doing stand-up because I'm gives you the most freedom. Yeah, and I've gotten to tour the whole world. You know, I've got, you know the, the cool thing about MTV and uh, is they put the show out around the world. So, like last year, I was you know, I performed in Israel for the first time. Really? I was, yeah, I was in 
all over the UK. I've been in Australia, and I've really gotten to see. You know, I've done USO tours. I went to Iraq and Afghanistan, and where you uh, received the best uh, of all the countries? Afghanistan, here, probably. Afghanistan. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I did a show for the <laughs> Taliban over there. So the, the Taliban loves yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it was a military. <laughs> you no. tell that Trump story? And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, uh, I, I think it's honestly the exciting thing about about touring is 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 you know. It's a fun thing doing stand up. Yeah, people yeah. come out to have fun, so I get great response all over. I mean, I, I love, I love, I love being in the U.S. I mean, Americans do tend to have a little bit more. You know, they wear their enthusiasm on their sleeve a little more than, yeah. like, in England and Canada. Everyone has a good time, but people are a little bit, a little bit more reserved. Yeah, I mean, the shows this weekend in Philadelphia are going to be insane. You know, last time I played at Helium, the show was just, shows were just insane. It's yeah. A, it's a, it's a, this is a, a comedy town, yep. and people, you know, know how to have a good time. And, yeah, I think there's a confidence, you know, up here on the East Coast in New York and Philly. And, I agree. Yeah. You know, where people are kind of a little bit more outgoing in a way where, you know, they vocalize it with, 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 with their laughter. Yeah. In a way. So, so these are, you know, it's, but it's, it's, it is great everywhere. I have a great time everywhere. Yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> well, listen, before we wrap it up, I do, I do want to read a text that came in about Freddie Got Fingered. Uh, it says, uh, hey, Tom, I uh, was talking about Freddie Got Fingered. I have a story about that. Uh, when the movie was coming out, my friends and I just smoked a bunch of weed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're sitting in my basement flipping through the TV channels. And for a brief moment, as they were changing channels, I saw sausages hanging from a string while someone was playing the piano. And it was amazing. <laughs> and they, the person was still flipping through the channels. And I said, go back, go back. And that conversation took forever. So by the time they went back, it was in, in a commercial because we couldn't find it. And no one ever believed that I actually saw a guy with sausages on his fingers playing the piano. They thought I was nuts, and unfortunately, they still don't believe me. Oh to this my gosh! Day. Wow. Well, so. you know, I can confirm that it happened. <laughs> it really <laughs> happened. It really is there. Uh, well, listen, Tom. Thanks so much, man. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you guys. Thank you, Tom Green. Everybody, we'll take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Get stylish, durable flooring for your home that will last a lifetime. And get it installed with help from Lowe's. Get Stainmaster Pet Protect Carpet starting at just $199 per square foot. And Pergo Wet Protect Laminate starting at $249 per square foot. Both with limited lifetime warranties. Order now, only at Lowe's. Home to any budget, home to any possibility. Install available in-store only and through independent contractors. See Lowe's.com for details and licensing. U.S. only. See Lowe's.com product detail page for more warranty information.